media rock star Ryan Wasserman has 250,000 loyal Twitter followers and earns $28,000 a year at his job as an administrative assistant. The Onion spoke to the online luminary at KPL Insurance, where he works from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and makes roughly $13 an hour. I'm just trying to bring my unique perspective to everybody. Um, that's what my followers expect, and I like to think I deliver. Wasserman, who currently has $900 in his checking account, regularly engages in conversations with high-profile celebrities and takes the bus to work from the two-bedroom apartment he shares with a 23-year-old he met on Craigslist. Actually, I just started a Tumblr because sometimes 140 characters just doesn't cut it. I just had a Google Glass tweet that Questlove retweeted again. Um, so, uh, KPL, this is Ryan. Yeah, I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Uh... This is the Onion News Network. We're still not sure why you'd want to watch, but our video feed is streaming nightly for free at cam.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome to Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160 is the phone number to get on with us. Bring up whatever's on your mind. You can change the subject or you can comment on what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Me, Captain. And Joa. And um, this, this is Free Talk Live. Tonight we're going to be talking about lots of stories about the state and how they have no business running your life. Yep. Sorry, I answered the (laughs) the name like a caveman. I thought I'd just carry that over. I always like uh, the commercial on um, LRN.FM where our show airs where Mark, our co-host, Mark Edge, is saying, email me, Mark. Me, Mark, right, yeah. (laughs) And we have that that caller, too, uh, sometimes, and he comes out to the, the activist stuff, me, Rob. I didn't know that's a name. No, he calls in, and, he, and I'm like, oh, free talk live, you're on the air. And he's like, hey, it's me, Rob, from Vermont. Oh, that was, <laughs> me, Rob. I was like, me, Rob's a name? I thought that's what you're saying. Anyways, um, I just think we should get right into it. We have a story, actually, about uh, that involves Keene, New Hampshire. But first, we're going to go all Whoa. the way to Argentina. Um, Ian It's going to take a long time for us to get there. Yeah. Well, luckily, we have the internet. We can go dr- directly there. Um, actually, Ian Freeman, my husband and co-host of this show, who's currently incarcerated, read this article in jail, and uh, he was laughing about it. He said it was so funny, so he like kind of requested that we talk about it, and it seems like a good story. I like talking about that guy, Javier Malay, uh, who's the libertarian that won the primary in Argentina Woo-hoo! for president. You see this department? It's gone. You see this department? It's gone. You see this department? It's gone. They're all gone. They're all parasites. They're all parasites. I love that. Um, So, yeah, he's really anti-government, except apparently he loves Israel, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. He's taking over to leave you alone. Hopefully. Hopefully that's how it pans out. It's not a trick, you know? Um, And their election, I think, is on the 22nd of October. So uh, it's, you know, coming up. It's kind of pretty interesting stuff. That's That's a Sunday. Hmm, maybe, maybe it's not the 22nd, but end of okay. October. Um, 
But it's pretty interesting stuff. He is drawing crowds like Ron Paul. Like, he's really interesting, the people there. And this is what I keep telling people. Like, people are like, well, you're an anarchist and you don't vote. So how come you're in New Hampshire and how come you're hanging out with, like, the Free State Project people? And how come you're supporting, like, people who are, like, running for office and stuff? It's like, because look. The best avenue for opening minds and getting people to get to a point where they're voluntarists is through political campaigns. That's the fact. Ron Paul proved it, and everybody else just keeps proving it over and over again. If you want to educate people, you want to change hearts and minds, and you think you have a value proposition, run for office. You know you're not going to win. You know the Democrats and the Republicans are going to kick your ass. You get a right? bunch of people listening. But run anyway because a bunch of people will frickin' listen to you and your point of view just because it happens to be Paris, I mean, election season. Yeah. And um, most of the time you're not going to get some, you know, local newspaper to interview you on your opinions. But if you're running for office, you just might. Bingo. You can even run as a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah, it's good to run for the Democrats sometimes when there's no seat being filled. And then... So you use their money to campaign. And then, bonus, maybe you get elected. And you get to do fun things. Like, uh, I've seen a, a clip of uh, Gearhart, yeah. right? You yeah. know, he's in, like, some, you know, session here in New Hampshire or whatever. In the state and, house. Like, stuff. Right, you know, and he just kind of walks <laughs> away. Right? You know, like you a get a these... lot of a lot of reps though say that at the end of their speeches, and they go and taxation, and we have to remember taxation is theft, and they walk off. Yeah, and this is great. I love it. I love it. When Gerhardt was doing that this year, like just going up in his answer every single time was taxation is theft. Um, a, a Democrat terrible statist parasite um rep, he went up and he put in a motion um to to say that something like we I want to put in a motion, let's all vote. And say that we um, reprimand people for saying taxation is theft because without tax- taxation, none of us would be here. And it's really yes! insulting to us. Yeah, it was so funny and it didn't go through. Finally, they understand. No, they didn't understand. They're coming at it from the wrong perspective, right? Yeah. But they were correct, though. Without taxation, none of them would be there. And as if that negates the idea that it's theft. It doesn't. Yeah. So stupid. Um, but um, going to this story from the AP, APnews.com, says Argentina's populist presidential candidate Javier Malay faces criticism as the peso takes a dive. Buenos Aires, Argentina. Argentina's firebrand populist presidential candidate Javier Malay. I really wonder if he calls himself populist. I feel like that's just a dirty word. They kind of throw at people what? sometimes. I've never really heard that word until he dis- used it to describe himself. Oh, he did? Uh, well, did? I, I'm somebody did, mm. uh, but like, what is a populist? It just means like, like it's almost like a bad translation. Is that like something. I'm going to do what the majority that makes him a Democrat, right? I'm going to do what the majority of people, the popular thing says to do. No, that's kind of a um, like what it sounds like, definitely. But let's pull up an, a definition. It says populism is a range of political stances that emphasize the idea of the people and often juxtapose juxtapose this group with the elite. It is frequently associated with anti-establishment and anti-political sentiment. The term developed in the late 19th century and has been applied to various politicians, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, the, the idea I've gotten before is like basically exactly what it just said. Like There's the people and there's the elite. You, We want less um, elite control. And the other thing is like with the way that Trump uses it is like, I want to get jobs back in America. America first. Like super anti-trade and 
Stupid. Man, I read a thing today that like the most popular desires for, you know, the, the high school aged kids from the high school, the most popular desires for jobs, for careers is like YouTube creator. Heck hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, musician. <laughs> right? We've had one of those. Rock like, here. Like, like, good luck making money at that, pal. Let me just tell you. Yeah, right? it's very I, rare. I got a whole bunch of stuff online and like. Yeah, you know, I got a I got a d- direct deposit the other day for like a dollar thirty nine. At Captain Kickass. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That'll really help pay the rent. If you well, know what I'm saying. I mean, you could do YouTube. It's not like <laughs> yeah, our friend. It's impossible. I've, got st- I've had stuff on YouTube. I mean, I'm on like, track to get paid again. I've got I've got distribution, man. Like Captain Kickass is everywhere as far as like music is concerned. If you're on an app somewhere on your phone, chances are you can find Captain Kickass. That's cool. Right? We were playing his music yesterday for the bumper music when our show went haywire because a computer restarted itself. And let me just say. Wow, it was really good to hear that like roll-in music at the top of the show. Yeah, it's working correctly now, so hopefully a, tonight we'll have no problems. Yeah, let's not jinx ourselves. As a uh, both a technician and a philosopher, you know, I don't want to jinx myself, but also, yeah, I think we have it licked at least for tonight. Knock on wood. Yes, thank you. We're getting back to Argentina. Um, it says that, and it just made me wonder if he calls himself that or they're trying to compare him to Trump because, like, they call Trump a populist a lot. I think it applies kind of to him. Um, either way, even if it's not really a bad word in the actual definition, they've kind of turned it into a dirty word, right? They're always they calling Trump that. So it just makes him sound like he's just like Trump. Um, You're right. Yeah, kind of the same so, flavor. Exactly. Um, so I just wondered if he calls himself that. Because for one thing, you can't even visit his um, website from the United States. Um, you have to be in Argentina. I think that's because he was just getting, like, his server or whatever was getting overrun. So he made it to where you can only v- view it if you're in Argentina. And then it's in Spanish. Um, so I couldn't even view what his own website says about him. Like, uh, I've only seen Spanish interviews with, you know, a translation on the bottom because I don't speak Spanish. So, um, yeah, I, I'm always wondering how much of what they say about him is even true. I mean, we're just trusting the news. I mean, you I, can't decipher Spanish just a little bit, like when you hear it. I mean, I used to be pretty good at it because um, I, I was watched married a to a bunch of Delamundo. So, like, yeah, sometimes when people are saying things to each other, I kind of get the the main idea or the the emotional content of what they're doing. I don't get the actual words. Though. I I used to be good enough at understanding, but not replying. That my ex husband told people, "Oh, she speaks Spanish." All the time, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Don't yeah. say that! Don't say that!" Like I understand what he's saying. Huh. Not, not, I couldn't respond, and I would listen to Spanish podcasts. That's like the best way I think to learn. Spanish. You know, actually, when you're watching it, you can get the app. Get an app. Have Duolingo. It, yeah. Well, no, not Duolingo. The, the oh. learning software. The, the the it listens to it and it reads it for you. So it lays out the text, hmm. uh, or it, it can speak it in English when you're playing it. But even like when I'm, you were listening, you were you are reading the. Uh, the subtitles. Subtitles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. My ex taught himself English by watching Naruto in English with Spanish subtitles. <laughs> um, anyways, moving on. Um, it says, Argentina's firebrand populist presidential candidate Javier Malay, the front runner to win the election later this month, is coming under fire from his rivals who blame him for a sharp depreciation of the local currency in the parallel market. So this is what Ian thinks is so funny about this article. His rivals are blaming him for inflation. This man who's not even president, it doesn't control the it's banks. It's his fault. It's somehow his fault for that inflation is happening. It's so ridiculous. My God. 
Malay has continued to tout his controversial plan. How can how can a guy who's like just running, yeah, right, hasn't even been elected to anything, right? How can he be to blame for inflation? Inflation is something that takes years and like lots of and banks pr- printing, yeah, and and governments, right. right, to to cooperatively work together in a fascist fashion, <laughs> yeah, fascist fashion. Wow, I, that's hard to say together, but it's true. Yes, like like it, he's probably more removed from the effects of inflation than we are. <laughs> like we could probably be more responsible for the inflation there than he is. How? I don't know, but I'm just saying. We're Americans like, and we're ignorant. Yeah, sure. There you go. Know. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a good answer. <laughs> I like it. I'll roll with what what Joe said. Because we we can't understand Spanish and we're just talking about him. I'm sorry, Baxter. I don't saying. speak Spanish. ¿Cómo estás? Anyways. Nothing? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Malay has continued to tout his controversial plan for dollarization of the South American country's economy. With a little less than two weeks to go before the October 22nd presidential election, so I guess it is a Sunday, the Argentine peso has sharply depreciated over the past week. It's just ridiculous. Um, the so-called blue rate, as the informal exchange rate is known, Closed at around 1,025 pesos to the U.S. dollar Tuesday, a sharp increase from 880 pesos on Friday. So it takes 1,025 pesos to equal one U.S. dollar. And it went from 880 just on Friday. Wow. To Tuesday. The rate was at 605 pesos per dollar before the upstart Malay rocked Argentina's political landscape by unexpectedly emerging as the top vote getter in the country's national primaries on wow. August 13th. They really trying to make it sound Jeez like Louise. they believe it's him too. The AP. The, you know what they're doing is like they're not going to allow this guy to get into office by cripp- crippling the economy by hyperinflating. That's it, what it sounds like they're doing. And blaming him? Or yeah, something? yeah. Keep blaming him because you keep supporting him. And it's really, it's like their last chance. They're throwing the baby out with the bathwater by doing this because then they're going to completely destroy the currency. And then, you know what? I wouldn't mind, like, you know what? G- getting a real, true, honest person in there, let's just say is. And then, you know, him doing the right thing. Maybe we need that big dip to, of pain to, to, you know, get rid of that scab on society, which is their central banks. Yep. I, and he really does seem to understand economics. And um, from what I've seen, I think he calls himself an Austrian economic ec- economist. Oh, He's good. obviously at least read yeah. some Austrian economics, right? Or perhaps perused some articles at Mises.org. It would be. There, there's a trend, though, in Argentina that I've seen in the last few years. That towards libertarianism? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Excellent. I don't know much about Argentina at all. It's so far away. Where's the trend in the U.S. of that? Well, like, see, <laughs> one, one of the things that I know it's still like a right mandate, here. but they, they mandated something like it was $5 an ounce for weed in Argentina. Like they made the government mandated a, a strict price of really cheap. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's so dumb though. And the president, the, I mean the last president, he was openly smoking weed like on camera. Why? How can you mandate that people sell weed for $5 an ounce? I think that's actually them. It like, well, it sounds absurd to Americans because it's been overly, like, you know, forced into its regulations and it's still costing, you know, say, average 200 an ounce still. But the reality is, 
Weed should be like five cents a pound. Well, yeah, because of the fact that it grows so easy, and and it's just like unnaturally made, um, artificially made to be more expensive because of the war on drugs. Yeah, and taxation and regulatories and all the different other things that they need to be able to grow legally. It's it's absurd. I mean, look, that's uh, true. Like you wouldn't pay two hundred dollars an ounce for tobacco. (laughs) No. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many ounces of tobacco are in a pack of cigarettes, but it's got to be like less than one. I, I don't it's know. probably an eighth in a pack. And that's 10 bucks a pack, so 10, yeah. 20, that's 40 bucks yeah. an ounce, if if it's an eighth, right? Right. And it, I, I mean, I know cig- cigarettes have been resistant to a lot of regulations. I know there's a lot of taxes on top of it, but it's just, see how cheap it is? How they, and you know, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. I do. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, that's um, absolutely crazy, though, to mandate the... Any price of any good, I, I don't like that. But what you're what you're saying is just that weed is legal there. It is, uh, I believe, completely, um, and you can't get really in trouble for it, like mass productions or anything. I, I don't think it's even anything there. The, the real problem they have is their freaking inflation that we're talking about here, and it's the central bank's fault. Well, they'll be out on the streets again with pots and pans like they did in the past. What they do? Literally. Brought out pots and pans. Like clink, clink. Yeah, Oh, yeah. Argentina. Oh. They're pretty hardcore about that in their economy. So if this is going to cause some turmoil, you're going to be seeing a lot of pots and pans. It's like a tradition hmm. in Argentina. Interesting. Yep. You know a lot about Argentina. Um, it says stringent capital controls mean that access to the official foreign exchange market, which currently prices a dollar at 367 pesos, is extremely limited. So parallel rates have flourished. That's weird because... In Argentina, it says right now the dollar is at 1,025 pesos. Malay, an anti-establishment candidate who admires former U.S. President Donald Trump. Wow, that's just so sleazy. He doesn't say things like, oh, I love Donald Trump. I want to be like him. He, I'm, I'm trying to be just like Donald Trump or anything like that. Um, it's just been like, I, I admire that he was um, anti-establishment. You know, like they asked him about he should have refused to ever answer a question about Donald Trump because they're just going to put stupid sentences like that. You know, Malay, an anti-establishment candidate who admires former U.S. President Donald Trump. So stupid. It's, yeah. He's, I mean, look, I, I've admired Trump, too, and I'm an yeah. anarchist that really doesn't like Trump. You right. know, but I've admired him a few times. I think he's hilarious. Yeah, when he's being funny. Yeah. Or just when he gets, you know, um goes to like North Korea and has a regular meeting with one of the, those people. It's kind of like, wow, I can't believe he would do that. It's crazy. I, he hasn't done all the right things, but like he's gotten a crowd motivated by saying the right things. And like, that's like, he's been pulling at the heartstrings and not doing the real thing. Yeah. He's been doing terrible things too. So I, exactly. I want to point that out. We're, we aren't pro Trump. It's just ridiculous. They, they're sitting here trying to make Malay sound like, Oh, he's the next Donald Trump. He wants to uh, like, well, part of this is uh, fire a bunch of politicians. Part of this is uh, the media and the writer. So either the media is trying to spin it in a certain way, or the writer just doesn't understand the perspective of libertarianism. Hmm. And the closest thing the writer can come to, like what Malay is saying, is something that Donald Trump said years ago in a campaign. And it's like not even close. Yeah. Right. So it's either that, or it's just that this guy's part of the mainstream media, this writer, and they have an agenda. They want right. to paint a picture in a certain way that makes this guy. I look like a conservative Republican instead of a libertarian. I tend to go with that, that it, um, they have an angle. I mean, it's the news. They always have an angle. Their angle is, uh, you know, make it look like um, 
Joa attacked someone who attacked Joa. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> that type of thing. Because I'm I'm just as bad as murderers, rapists, and fire bombers, apparently. Oh yeah, the slander people is what they did to Joa. It says, let me uh, finish this sentence. I keep reading. Malay, an anti-establishment candidate who admires former U.S. President Donald Trump, has said he wants to replace the peso with the dollar and says Argentina's central bank should be abolished. Yeah, I've never heard Trump say anything like he wants to abolish the central Wait bank. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he just said he wants to eliminate the central bank and go to the dollar? Yeah, and see, I thought that that was really bad at first. Um, It's it's just a step it's a in stable, the right direction. It's a stable thing in the world, so it just makes sense. It to would do help that, but the Argentinians a lot. Like, Most was stable. The 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 philosophically consistent position there would be for him to not advocate to move to the dollar, but advocate to move to cryptocurrency. Right. That or would gold be the silver. That or... would be the philosophically consistent position. Yeah. However, uh, because he's trying to win an election, he wants to just get out of whatever his country is doing and get into something that somebody sure. else is doing. Well, the thing that's currently hyperinflating on them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and it's hyperinflating. Like ours is inflating, is. but theirs is like like I said, going from six hundred, eight hundred. How much would that suck for them to go from their own currency hyperinflating, and then like they go, <laughs> yeah, they go, yeah, we'll say. adopt the dollar, and then as soon as that happens, the dollar hyperinflates. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that would be pan beautiful. into the fire. You know? Not it's like too unlikely either. Honestly, they're gonna hate libertarians after that. Oh god, that was. <laughs> It says the peso had already been steadily depreciating for months, but took a sharp downturn Monday after Malay in a radio interview recommended that Argentines not renew fixed rate deposits, saying the peso is the currency issued by the Argentine politician and therefore it is not worth crap. That's a quote. (laughs) He's always talking about how he hates politicians. and That's the best, the best. A politician who hates politicians. It's great here on Free Talk Live. In recent days, <laughs> Malay has suggested that the sharp depreciation of the peso could be convenient for his eventual presidency, saying that, quote, the higher the price of the dollar, the easier it is to dollarize, unquote. Huh. I mean, they I even see that's a twist there. Like, they made that sound like, oh, he's he's using the depreciation of the peso to get elected. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, he's I not mean, the one doing it. <laughs> That's like, like he's using the war to get elected. Of course he is. He's the freaking president, right? You know, like I, you know, a current sitting president, go, you know, doing warlike actions against some country, right? I mean, yes, everything that's happening, uh, politicians are using to get elected, right? Uh, they find a thing that's happening and then they try and jump out in front of it and go, "Hey, everybody, look at me! I'm doing a thing! Ha ha ha! Vote for me!" Right? Uh, even though they had no hand in starting it no hand in perpetuating it and no hand in seeing it through end it. it's not that he wants to make it worse you know and he seems pretty I give um, him credit he seems pretty sorry he seems pretty um <laughs> i can't th- i was like adamant adamant Salt based yeah he seems pretty um what's the word he he seems like he really wants to do it sorry I got all distracted because I was like hearing this noise on my arm. I got bit by a spider today. Oh I'm wow! Pretty sure I didn't. Was see it, it radioactive? Um, we'll see. Are you gonna turn into Spider Girl? We'll see. Six zero three two eight three six one. You start clinging to walls. That's gonna be weird. What do you think about uh, Javier Malay? Would you vote for him? Um, do you know anything about Argentinian politics? Are politicians crap and not you know not worth crap and 
Parasite 603-283-6160. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. From Betty Davis's first role as a piece of chocolate cake in the 1931 film Palmy Days to the discovery of Niagara Falls in 1996, The Onion looks back at This Week in History. On May 16, 1929, the first Academy Awards were handed out in categories such as Greatest Achievement in Blackface, Best Catholic Whipping Scene, and Most Gorgeous Gams on Abroad. The highlight of the night occurred when Wings won the award for Best Picture without a single Dago, Tar Baby, or Wetback. And on May 15, 1940, the first McDonald's opened in San Bernardino, California, back when a young Grimace was just working as a cashier. And that was what happened this week in history. As Martin Luther King Jr. once said, history is actually pretty racist. This is the Onion News Network. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Israel's defense chief has admitted there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's attack by Hamas. His comments come as the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken visited Israel, where he promised continued American support for the country. However, there's growing concerns for the humanitarian situation inside Gaza, where the United Nations says conditions are dire, with food and water running out. Ross Cullen in Tel Aviv says the safety of the hostages is also unknown, while the bombing of Gaza by Israel continues. The well-being, the whereabouts of the hostages inside Gaza, uh, Israelis being held captive uh, inside the Gaza Strip. Israel also saying on Thursday it has dropped some 6,000 bombs on the Palestinian territory since the attacks by Hamas in retaliation. And there are growing concerns uh, over the rising number of people who've died, uh, more than 1,300 in Israel, more than 1,300 in Gaza. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is refreezing $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of Hamas in the wake of the terrorist group's attack on Israel. The US president was under pressure to halt the money that was part of a deal to free five US prisoners. It comes as the death toll of Americans killed in Israel increased to 27. The US House of Representatives remains in limbo as the Republican nominee for the House Speaker struggles to find enough support to be elected. It's unclear if Steve Scalise can win an overall majority in the chamber. Ever since Kate Fisher reports from Washington. The delay means the US Congress can't get back to work passing critical legislation to fund the US government and support Israel. Steve Scalise defeated hardliner Jim Jordan in a private party vote on Wednesday. Now he's trying to unite divided House Republicans as he can only afford to lose the support of four members. Republicans are eager to avoid the drawn-out floor fight that happened earlier this year when it took Kevin McCarthy 15 ballots to be elected Speaker. Federal prosecutors have hit US Senator Bob Menendez with a fresh charge of acting as a foreign agent. It comes after the long-term New Jersey Democrat was indicted last month for accepting bribes in return for political favours. Ever since William Denslow reports from New York. In a superseding federal indictment, prosecutors alleged that Bob Menendez provided sensitive U.S. government information that secretly aided the Egyptian government. The senator and his wife have previously been accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars and gold bars 
in exchange for political favours to benefit three businessmen and the government of Egypt. The senator pleaded not guilty to those charges. William Denslow, New York. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. You can help spread the ideas of liberty with our Patreon for just $5 per month at amps.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, talk radio that you control. That means that you can call in with whatever is on your mind. You can change the subject or you can talk about whatever we're talking about. You can yell at us. You can bang your fists against the uh, desk the, because the, you disagree. The parking so meter kiosk. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, yeah. Check out Joe's shorts on uh, Breaking the Flaw on YouTube and you'll know what that means. It's hilarious. I don't know that I want to see Joe in shorts. <laughs> He's got shorts on YouTube. Does he wear short shorts? Short shorts on, short really shorts extremely on YouTube. Short. <laughs> but yes, if you want to call into this show, 603-283-6160 is the phone number. 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Playing the part of Jay Noon will be the Reverend Captain Kickass. Oh my goodness. And Joa in short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> And I got bit by a spider today, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but we're talking about... Now that you know all of our dirt, yeah. listeners. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Javier Malay, the highest running, or front runner candidate for president in Argentina. And he's a libertarian. It's really shocking stuff, honestly. Um, this story from the AP is covering the fact that he's getting blamed um, by his rivals... We'll say for the fact that the peso is inflating in Argentina. He's so not a politician. He went right, right into like their central bank and just typed in numbers. <laughs> okay, so up wait a minute. Wait a minute. Zeros. By this logic, if everyone who's a libertarian in the United States of America would just simply run for president, we would get hyperinflation. Whoa. <laughs> That's your um, es- escalationist? Is that what they call themselves? Uh, I don't know, but I'm just saying by their logic, right? If, yeah. if they're blaming him for inflation because he's a libertarian running for president and has, has had no effect on central banks or the government thus far, then every libertarian in the United States should immediately run for some sort of office in order to cause hyperinflation of the dollar. I can't remember the word. What's the word of the people that want to escalate the situation? They want... Um, oh, you're talking. Nihilist? Oh no, we need uh, we need Skeeter to call in yeah, and tell yeah, us that, what that is. That word, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the word. The, but it's the people who want want the everything to go to crap because it'll cause people to rethink. They they want hyperinflation. They want. Oh oh oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the word right now. Um, yeah, <sighs> that's rich that's and rich when I need them. Escalationist is what I'm calling it. Um, situation or you know position to just have libertarians run and talk about um inflation and then we'll get hyperinflation I mean, and then everything I would, will crash and I think no I think that's a great idea I would love to see the system just totally crash and it might be a little bit of pain in in that time but as long as you start the new with the right system 
it, everyone's just going to have to do that. Because what would you rather have have happen? You want to be milked over, you know, your entire life? Yep. And, you know, all that time you spent working to pay for those taxes, you know, maybe we could take a couple years to rebuild and and get it back on track where it's supposed to be. Use crypto be and silver. For a lot of people, real oh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. for the least prepared, probably could mean death. Literally. I mean, there are people well, who completely rely on nothing but welfare. Sure. And, um, you know, have no skills. And there are people who rely on welfare, have no skills, and they have all of their banking automated. Yep. Right? Digital. So, yeah, like, oh, my uh, rent payment or mortgage payment comes right out of the bank every month. And my electric bill and then my cell phone bill is immediately with. And so, like, I don't have to. And they've got it, like, set up. Right. So now they are literally a what's the word I'm looking for? They're a slave to the system. Right. At that point. I don't do any of this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. It's available to me. I could sign up for like, you know, uh, auto withdrawal for all of my stuff or whatever. But no, because I don't know what's going to happen from month to month, from year to year. Right. What if my bank screws up? Mm. Right. You know, if I have the control, if I don't have any of that set up, right, it's gone. And then and like, but if I don't have any of that set up, I can immediately like get another bank account or switch to another bank account I already have to pay all of those things. Right. I'm not tied into one bank. So the first thing I recommend to everybody listening, even if you're not on board with cryptocurrency or gold or silver or whatever, get more than one bank account. Yeah. Because the banks will screw you. They will find a way to screw you. Right? And if you don't have multiple accounts, you have less options for recovery. I mean, I think one of the smartest things to do is to uh, protect your stuff through an LLC. So that is, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not practicing this. I'm idea, not a lawyer but, or an economist, but right, these are right. my real life there's, observations. Let's just say there's methods of protection other than just having one bank account. No. It's just ridiculous. I just Googled synonym to escalation, and it's like everything is right there. It's almost there, but I can't get the actual word. There's exacerbation. It's not that exacerbationist, but it's basically the same thing. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Yeah, it kind of I can't does. believe I'm going to say this, but... Uh, Amplification. Skeeter, 603-283-6160. Oh, my God, there he is. Huh. Uh, it's as if I've summoned the devil. Skeeter, Be right back and you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> It's just weird. It's your boy. What's your, favorite, your favorite accelerationist. Thank Acceleration. you. What's the That's other word the you word. put with it? Well, you guys are starting to come to your senses. I no, 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 no. We just want to know the other <laughs> word. That Acceleration. You, That's what we said. No, but it's like, is it unit? Yeah, what's the other word? Universal? Utilitarian. Utilitarian. Damn yeah, it. yeah. But the word I was looking for was acceleration. <laughs> Evolutionary Accelerationism is just, uh, it's just a strategy. I'm not an accelerationist per se because... You can make a case that we should just uh, kill ourselves with atomic bombs, and that would be accelerationism. So it's it's just to that'd be terrible. That, you don't you can't you start don't support that. that. No, yeah, I'm not an accelerationist per se, but uh, if you think about it, the best strategy is accelerationism. You don't want to put libertarians in power on a sinking ship because they'll get blamed. That's what I told Ian, and that's Mark. what Ian is referring to in this article. You don't you don't want to put them in in, in at the head of a sinking ship. I I told them that. Yeah, and, uh, I, I get that, I, but I think that to, like certain things that can happen. So I wouldn't say I'm I'm a accelerationist on everything, uh, but definitely some things could definitely use an accelerative idea. Like like for instance, I've I've been uh, I've been calling David Hathaway a liar because 
you know, he's talking about how government profits from the drug war. You should want to, ex- you want the drug war. David Hathaway, the man people. that was in the DEA, just, just doesn't know. He just doesn't know that the government's, um, you know, yeah, making he, money. He doesn't know that. He was well, in the government well, making he, money off the drug war, but okay. When he argues that the government makes profits solely because the DEA takes in some revenue through uh, asset forfeiture is <laughs> a dishonest argument. Some right? money. You no. To, when you look at the government, all of the, all the, just like creating court cases is enough for them to be making money. Like, if they're making court no, cases, if people not. are going absolutely to jail, absolutely yes, of- absolutely yes. If you think about the the restitution that like uh, Ian had to pay to the court, that's peanuts in in relation to how much they spent to investigate him over what three years. Well, no, this how is many, a this is a fact. Like they have spent have probably well over ten million dollars. You know that they just print the money, right? And it's all these people are that. getting paid all of that money do to do that. it the whole time. It's not like it's like coming out of you know Georgiana McDonald's pocket or something. Right. The the person is always at the disadvantage. When it comes to being persecuted by the state, because the state has unlimited time, money, and resources to spend persecuting you. Why do you think they're having uh, government shutdowns and stuff? Do you think their resources are... Dude, that's all BS, man. All they're going to do is keep raising the debt ceiling. The government has never actually shut down, even that one time that it kind of did. All they did was close, like, some state parks. Yeah, they don't don't actually shut down the things that matter that need to be shut down. They shut down the They didn't shut down police. They didn't shut down courts. They didn't shut down attorneys. They didn't shut down anything of any consequence. The only thing they did was shut down some state parks and threaten some little old lady's social security money. Have you seen the debts? Yeah, they basically um, they are, they are spending an infinite amount of money and nobody seems to care. Thank you for the call, Skeeter. Um, I just think it's they do basically spend an infinite amount of money. Like You can never spend a trillion dollars in your life. One, I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm going to look it up. It's $33 trillion, right? No, no, no. I'm going to look up the hourly. I, I did a, oh, oh. a, it was the title of a show. Um, but I am uh, grateful to Skeeter for making a call. And if you want to call in, it's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And um, I'm, um, I forgot what I was saying, honestly, sorry. So I'm grateful for him. So yeah, for what, reminding here? me of that word. Reminding me of the word acceleration. Okay, attention, everybody. This is a very big announcement. And Bonnie Freeman is human. Yep. Bonnie Freeman is human. How do we know? Yeah, how do you know? I well, could be AI. Because she made a mistake. I, oh. Whenever I went to go visit Ian, I was like looking at all the details. I was like, let me see the top of your head. You know, I was like, I'm not getting tricked by them creating like some clone of Ian and the real Ian's getting MK Ultra. Oh my God. We had to, you had to check on that daily? I'm just kidding. Well, I wish I could, but I can't go to visit him daily. $1.4 billion per hour. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they? One point four billion dollars per hour. You wow. can't even fathom how yeah. much money one point four billion dollars is. Much less every freaking hour. I don't. I, Can you, I just have a little, a little bit of that, please? I don't even know if you could right? buy everything Balenciaga's selling at once. It probably wouldn't be one point four billion dollars. You know, mm-hmm. and people like that's what people think of, like you know, just buying a lot of uh, luxury clothes. It almost makes me think that. The U.S. government are accelerationists. True. Like destroying mm. us harder and harder. It's like they, no matter how hard they try, we there's so much resistance to the American people. 
And I I really believe that. Like, we're, we're not putting up with it, but we are at the same time kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Well, we have the Second Amendment here. And I was going to say, bring the gallows out. I don't think <laughs> that they want to actually, you know, like, start something crazy with us because there is, like, an you know, a militia. There's the people who yeah, absolutely. have guns. Yeah. That's why we don't get invaded as much as other countries. Yeah, uh, military strategy 101. Uh, all generals and anybody who leads any sort of, you know, a military, uh, you know, a platoon or something like that, get trained in, in 101. Military 101 strategy says, the worst place to attempt to conquer is that geographic area with a heavily armed populace. Yep. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm channeling Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, if your government cared about you at all and had any sort of like reason to, uh, I don't know, support you defending yourselves and the country defending itself from foreign invasion, it would give you guns and ammo for free. Yep. Or yep. at least at the taxpayer's you know expense. Yeah, for free. It doesn't. It really would. Happen. It would provide. Like public schools would have. Uh, everybody would get gun training starting from fourth grade on up. Right. You would get tactical training. You get uh, ammunition training. No. You would get like they would be like uh, making incentives. Like you know how they have uh, tax incentives in places for stuff like, hey, you know, uh, it's it's a four year plan, and if you get solar power in your house, you you yep. get some discount hey, from the state or whatever. Don't, don't like they'd be doing ideas. that for like three D printers, so you could print your own freaking guns. If the government ever cared about you at all, it would be like handing you no. weapons and ammunition. No, they don't care about us if we had a foreign invasion they would probably not care about protecting us at all no they'd and be the, in the on real it. truth is when these the, and we're, we're we're really close we're probably already seeing the start of world war three by the way uh, Seems like it. and if Being we close. have an attack here in the united states it's not gonna be in an area where it's heavily armed hmm. so hint hint you <laughs> you know mass people mass holes you know you might want to no, 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 stay there mass holes Huh? No, no, no. Stay there, massholes. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like nudging at him to arm up. I'm not wink, saying wink, come nudge, here. Nudge. Please don't come yeah. here. Well, unless yeah, you're, yeah. you know, a libertarian that needs to escape. Yeah. Maine's got our back though. Like literally. Yeah. Like if, if there's no one else right. behind us except Maine on that side yeah. of the of the country. In <laughs> Vermont, you know, they're doing pretty good too. Yeah, they have a lot of guns for uh, hippies. For real. Yeah. Fortunately, most of them are not at Bernie Sanders. I mean, Sanders' house. Hmm. Well. Moving on, or, um, getting back into this APnews.com article about Javier Malay and how he's being blamed for inflation in the country just because he, you know, shone a light on it. Just doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's getting worse. It's only because he brought it up. It's so <laughs> stupid. That's what his rivals are saying. Okay, wait. So people wake up to it and realize it, and then it tanks? Is that okay. what happens? If you, if you bring something up, it gets worse? I think it's just gonna. It was gonna get worse no matter what. I'm bringing up topless women right now. Oh my god! Bring it. It's gonna be everywhere before we know it. <laughs> yep. Getting back into the article though, it says the peso had already been steadily depreciating for months, but took a sharp downturn on Monday after Malay, in a radio interview, recommended that Argentines not renew fixed rate deposits. They're they're saying that as if it was like he recommended it, so the central bank did that, and then now now there's um sharp depreciation of the peso. It's like it was gonna happen anyway. This reminds me of uh during Ian's sentencing when uh uh 
what the heck's her name, Georgiana. Yeah. Uh, when she was like, well, everybody knows it's really hard to catch the actual scammer. Like, she was whining yeah, about it. And I'm like, hard. well, oh, it's hard to do your job. Maybe you should have got a job that you're good at. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like, maybe you should have some kind of, like, work ethic and morals and actually try to... Or go get a skill that's actually valuable and, yeah. like, you know, put something forth into society that will live beyond yourself instead of persecuting innocent people. She's a parasite. If anyone's a parasite, oh, it's yeah. freaking federal prosecutors. Anyways, it says, um, they said, oh wait, who said it? Oh yeah, Malay said, the peso is the currency issued by the Argentine politician and therefore it is not worth crap. We already read that. Right, just because it's assigned. It's so silly. In recent days, Malay has suggested that the sharp depreciation of the peso could be convenient for his eventual presidency, saying that the higher the price of the dollar, the easier it is to dollarize. The candidate for Buenos Aires, mayor of... Malay's self-described libertarian party. Weird. I was just trying to read that sentence again. The candidate for Buenos Aires, mayor of Malay's self-described libertarian party, also called on citizens to drop the peso. So another guy. And he's also a libertarian. Um, Today, more than ever, don't save in pesos. Ramiro Mara wrote on social media Tuesday. Malay's opponents in the presidential race sharply criticized his words, saying he's fomenting a run on the peso. Oh, you know, that'd be great. You know what the biggest problem is in this whole talk that, you, that you're reading here? Hmm. Is, uh, why is government controlling what is being traded? Why do they have to have a government-run currency? Why can't it just be like a private currency that's sort of establishing itself? There? It works for Bitcoin. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't get Other why they're, 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 they're arguing... Over they're beating a dead horse is what I'm saying. Yeah, they're beating a dead horse, and they're like, which which centralized currency should we uh, cent- centralize ours? And again, dang it, oh man, <laughs> it just seems like they're they're doing the same thing over and over again, fail- um, and failing. When Ian and I first uh, found out about Malay and we read his opinions on this, I think that his eventual idea is something like gold. Right, so, I think I do think what what the way you've been reading this though is like he has the right energy into it, but yep. I just don't know if he's doing the right strategy. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not down there. I'm not really seeing it firsthand, but the way it's playing out in this article doesn't sound right. But uh, I think it's nice that Ramiro Mara is you know telling people not to save in pesos because um, when something's hyperinflating and you're saving in that currency, you're just getting stolen from by the government. As they steal the worth of each they peso. Ask, but then right. they ask you, oh, convert to dollars. I'm like, oh, no. Same thing happens in dollars. Uh, if you are earning United States dollars, USD, as I like to call it, uh, you call it probably the dollar. Uh, if you're earning that and you're trying to save, uh, might be a good idea. Take some, perhaps all. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. As much as you're able to As lose. much as you're comfortable with after you do, you know, some looking. It might behoove you to move some of that out. It's not financial advice for me, at least. No, and and it's not it's not financial advice. It's just that like what I see, right? Yeah. What I see is the dollar continues to go down in value and has done so. I'm 51 years old right now. Has done so my entire life. So if I earned and saved fifty thousand dollars and had it all saved by 1982. Right, mm-hmm. that fifty thousand dollars, if I saved it until today, would only be worth about fifteen percent of what it was worth oh my God. back then. 
right? That's so bad. Like, I remember commercials for Mazda pickup trucks, right? These were the, the first of these little small pickup trucks with the four or the six-cylinder motors I've never motors seen a on. Mazda pickup truck. i got to Google it. Uh, they had ads uh, when I was a kid for uh, for Mazda. Only Mazda's got a truck for just fifty seven ninety five. Five thousand seven hundred and ninety five dollars. Wow. I bet you that same Mazda truck today in good condition with no rust would probably sell for like more than six thousand dollars. Maybe so. These are really cute too. Mazda B series, I like that. Kinda looks like a Ford but more I don't know, Lego truck looking. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'd have taken uh, you know, that same amount of money and put it like under a mattress or in a safe or nope. something like that. Nope. I could buy way less yeah. with that same amount of money today than I could then. Way, way less. Like uh, orders of magnitude less. Way fewer right? like, Mazda like, trucks. Like, like 50 is the new five kind of less. Actually, yep. the, probably the best investment uh, that I found is tools. You buy tools now and then a few years later, they're always more like money. printing presses even like a for... year later man like, yep even a year yeah. later well, gun printing presses or pr- uh, i guess not print 3d printers that's 3d I'm printers yeah <laughs> those are good like like short-term investments like you know what i mean like to get things done right right then and there what i'm saying is that the, the price of tools have gone up significantly oh. with inflation it's a sure sign and every or anyone that's going to buy tools or a carpenter or automotive tech whatever they they're seeing that that pain in tools. Wow. Yep. That's an interesting thing. I guess it's because you'll always need that. You always need a freaking screwdriver. Yeah. Yep. It says Malay's opponents in the presidential race sharply criticized his words, saying he's fomenting a run on the peso. I was fomenting a run on the U.S. dollar earlier this year. Economy Minister Sergio Massa, the presidential candidate for the governing union of the Homeland Coalition, sounds gross. Huh said that some candidates are capable of setting fire to a house for a vote. Come on. He's all about union, you know, the union, keeping the house together, you know. Sounds Lincoln. Oh, oh they're, like that. they're not literal. They're figurative to the house of, like, yeah. government. government? Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. just wants to set fire to the government just for a vote. Uh, Stupid. He obviously doesn't like wow. the government and the way people are running things, so... That's definitely a perversion. Again, like that's definitely an attack. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Patricia Bullrich, the candidate of the main opposition coalition, United for Change, also sounds gross, said Tuesday that between Massa, the arsonist who is leading us into hyperinflation, <laughs> and Malay's irresponsibility, wow. which encour- encourages the currency run, there are Argentines distressed about the present and the future. It's almost like when you tell people the real situation of what's going on, you shine a light on the situation as it is, that people might get distressed about the way the politicians are running the show. Weird. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be. That's like the, that's what Ron Paul did, but did he cause yep. the hyperinflation? No, they were already doing that. It's just now it's... You know, people are waking up to it and realizing it and strategizing and adjusting to that system. And maybe it is causing the hyperinflation because it it's about freaking time, you well, know, start I, converting. I feel like Ron Paul taught more people what the Fed is, what, um, what is it called when they have like 10%, they only have like 10% in the bank. Fractional reserve yeah. banking. Fractional reserve banking. He taught more people what that is than any school has ever taught. And quite honestly, when I learned what fractional reserve banking was, not a hard concept, yeah. right? But when I learned what it was, was when I like 
I really came over to sort of like voluntarism, right? Hmm. Like uh, I figured out what banks were doing. And by I didn't figure it out. Somebody else yeah. taught me what banks were doing. And the Fed. And, and I listened to them and I was like, hey, wait a minute. This is actually happening. Here's the concept. I have a bank. I only have $10,000 in the bank. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes to me, wants to borrow $100,000. The government tells me it's okay for me to write them a loan for $100,000 because with I digital, have... With digital, you know, typing with the word $100,000. Brand new, like money just printed out of thin air, mm-hmm. right? They just basically create a new number and they say it's okay because I'm equity. sitting on $10,000. They're sitting they on figure, equity. They figure that that's enough for me to risk a 10x loan to somebody else. And that, if and if they don't pay it back, oh, guess what? It's FDIC insured. And they, they've stacked these loans. So if one fails, others fail. And it, this is uh, that's a horrible system. Well, horrible. I'm going to finish this um, segment with a quote from Malay. It says, if you want to find those responsible, look in the mirror. Malay, a self-described anarcho-capitalist, wrote on social media. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Yellow don't gold. go anywhere. When New Hampshire peacefully leaves the Union, will we have to take on some of the national debt? Let's be clear, that's not national debt, that's federal debt. Debt that was incurred by a bunch of people that we didn't elect, forcing policies on us that we didn't want, and two and a half million unelected federal bureaucrats. According to Professor Matt Quartrup from Coventry University and the foremost expert on independence referenda, The rule in international law is that political divorce is not like domestic divorce in that there is no alimony due and no obligation to pay the debt incurred by the larger organization. New Hampshire's government is a paragon of fiscal responsibility compared to the United States federal government. We didn't create the national debt, we didn't consent to it, and when we declare peaceful independence, New Hampshire will not owe a single solitary dime of federal debt. You can learn more about how we can peacefully divorce D.C. at nhindependence.org and join the movement at nhexit.us. The crimes of the state. The Lutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. If you want to know the latest about Free Talk Live before we go on the air, all you need to decide is how you want it delivered. It's your choice. Visit news.freetalklive.com to receive our usually weekly news updates by email. Plus, we have a Twitter account at twitter.freetalklive.com, and you can follow us on the decentralized Mastodon platform at toot.freetalklive.com. So please follow us at toot.freetalklive.com and sign up for our emails at news.freetalklive.com. You're listening to the live edition of Free Talk Live. Hour number two is next, after the news, here on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Israel's defense chief has admitted there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's attack by Hamas. His comments come as the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken visited Israel, where he promised continued American support for the country. 
However, there's growing concerns for the humanitarian situation inside Gaza, where the United Nations says conditions are dire, with food and water running out. Ross Cullen in Tel Aviv says the safety of the hostages is also unknown, while the bombing of Gaza by Israel continues. The well-being, the whereabouts of the hostages inside Gaza, uh, Israelis being held captive uh, inside the Gaza Strip. Israel also saying on Thursday it has dropped some 6,000 bombs on the Palestinian territory since the attacks by Hamas in retaliation. And there are growing concerns uh, over the rising number of people who've died, uh, more than 1,300 in Israel, more than 1,300 in Gaza. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is refreezing $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of Hamas in the wake of the terrorist group's attack on Israel. The US president was under pressure to halt the money that was part of a deal to free five US prisoners. It comes as the death toll of Americans killed in Israel increased to 27. The US House of Representatives remains in limbo as the Republican nominee for the House Speaker struggles to find enough support to be elected. It's unclear if Steve Scalise can win an overall majority in the chamber. Ever since Kate Fisher reports from Washington. The delay means the U.S. Congress can't get back to work passing critical legislation to fund the U.S. government and support Israel. Steve Scalise defeated hardliner Jim Jordan in a private party vote on Wednesday. Now he's trying to unite divided House Republicans as he can only afford to lose the support of four members. Republicans are eager to avoid the drawn-out floor fight that happened earlier this year when it took Kevin McCarthy 15 ballots to be elected Speaker. Federal prosecutors have hit US Senator Bob Menendez with a fresh charge of acting as a foreign agent. It comes after the long-term New Jersey Democrat was indicted last month for accepting bribes in return for political favours. Ever since William Denslow reports from New York. In a superseding federal indictment, prosecutors alleged that Bob Menendez provided sensitive U.S. government information that secretly aided the Egyptian government. The senator and his wife have previously been accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars and gold bars in exchange for political favours to benefit three businessmen and the government of Egypt. The senator pleaded not guilty to those charges. William Denslow, New York. From Bureau Worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today at Hezbollah, the party of God and its base in Lebanon. As Israel's war against Hamas continues, the White House has again warned external actors to stay out of the conflict. But there are growing concerns that Hezbollah will launch drone and missile strikes on Israel. Lebanese-British conflict journalist Oz Katagi explains Hezbollah's relationship with Lebanon. Hezbollah have a kind of domination over Lebanon. The military power that they have and the alliance that they have with various other factions puts them in complete domination of the country. They are much, much more powerful than the military. It's hard to kind of explain to people who don't have an understanding of this that the Lebanese army is very under-equipped. Uh, it's not a strong fighting force and it doesn't, it doesn't fight against any of the, you know, what are essentially massive terrorist groups that are funded by abroad. You know, Iran pumps money into Hezbollah 
the, the Lebanese army doesn't fight Hezbollah at all. It, it just allows Hezbollah, in fact, to cooperate with Hezbollah on basically everything to do with security. He says the Lebanese population is essentially held hostage by Hezbollah. President Biden this week warned Hezbollah and the Iranians not even to think about widening the conflict sparked by last weekend's murderous Hamas attacks on Israel. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. And the main news again, Israel's defence chief has admitted there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's attack by Hamas. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is refreezing $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of Hamas. And the US House of Representatives remains in limbo as the Republican nominee for House Speaker struggles to find enough support to be elected. From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. The couple told reporters this week that they routinely urge their son Patrick to devote all of his time and resources to his improv comedy education. We keep telling Patrick again and again that if you don't buckle down and start learning basic concepts like yes and and the Herald now, nobody is going to take you seriously later Uh, in life. He has to start thinking about this now. The parents explained that he should try to get as much out of his improv training as possible by attending improv jams, forming a few indie teams, and doing as much bar prov as possible to keep himself warm for those upcoming Herald auditions. The fact is, if Patrick were on stage with his fellow improvisers and one of them were to play, say, a super villain who's afraid of mice, Patrick wouldn't even be able to identify the game in that scene, let alone respond in a supportive way. I gotta say, I had this internship at a law firm, but I quit to do a character workshop and a musical elective. I think this is really gonna pay off for me in the long run. This is the Onion News Network. Yep, we still do email. Drop your email address in the entry box at freetalklive.com, and you'll be kept in the loop with Free Talk Live. Talk live where Kuvian we're in throat singing where we're chanting sending out vibrations yeah probably it probably doesn't hurt you know what's the other one gregorian chant yeah that's yes, what that i was go. thinking no uh this is free talk live where actually what we do is we take your phone calls and thoughts and we put you on the radio where you can talk about whatever is on your mind 603-283-6160 we do okay 603-283-6160 it's Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Some guy with a goatee. And another guy that with a kind of a mustache a little bit. But if you guys don't identify, trying to come in. I'm going to go I'm gonna, I identify, at my pronouns, by the way, my preferred pronoun is mofo. Okay. <laughs> I thought your preferred identification is Gigi's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's her preferred identification for me. <laughs> you can we, call me the Robin Hood Akeen. Well, we have... <laughs> Actually, a caller on the line, Gigi, in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Bonnie, you are so adorable. I was (laughs) cracking up just now listening to when you said Gigi's boyfriend. Yes, (laughs) I adore 
any man with an intellect, and I feel that way about the captain. But Aww. I say he's it got again a big intellect. It's it's, it's singular though. Notice, <laughs> and although I do adore his intellect, I respect his wife. Oh, captain's actually single. I don't have a wife. I thought he was married. Good news, Gigi. Good news, Gigi. <laughs> but I'm a married woman. But you know, in biblical times, <laughs> even in some North African countries where there are still Jewish people, a Jewish man has more than one wife. What do you say, Captain? <laughs> you know, we can we can go to Utah. I've, I've always wanted a harem. Oh my gosh! Can we can we try your cooking Listen, first I'm before so we make any choices? Oh, tonight with us, Captain, because I remember what the major said Sunday evening, and I had complimented him. And when he called in, he said, "Gigi neglected to say it's going to get worse before it gets better." Mm. I hope the captain is listening tonight. I am because he was right in my opinion. Woo-hoo! However, I would like to point something out. I am thinking, because I'm very passionate about political history, I taught history at various universities for 22 years, and I'm still young, but the Northern Irish entity known as Sinn Féin, the political branch of Northern Ireland. Mm. They made full peace with Prime Minister Tony Blair in 1993, the Good Friday Peace Accords. If they can get it together and stop bombing and stop violence and stop kidnapping and stop hostage-taking and stop murders on both sides, then it's long past due that Israel and the Palestinians do the same. I I really like the idea of there being, um, you know, calling for peace on both sides. So many people think it's just impossible. Like, oh, it's impossible. They. It's not impossible. No, it's not. Because when you want to accomplish something, you do it. Well, right? and and it takes the people there to That's do something right. about it. Like we we can all sit here, we can opine on the internet and we can call into a radio station and and that's great. We should do that, but the people that are there that are in it that are uh, I do you guys remember the uh, the Christmas armistice? Uh Yes, I do. Yeah. And so like one day some soldiers were just like, you know, what? it's Christmas. Let's Start just singing. put down let's just put that's down right. our, our guns and let's let's have a meal. Let's hang out. You know, let's play games, play some baseball, whatever, right? You know, uh, like it takes the people who are down there in it. You are exactly correct, Captain. The people involved are the ones who must go forward in a progressive and joint venture. And why, if America and Vietnam can do it, and of all people, Germany and Israel. Mm. Right? Yeah, peace is definitely possible. It just takes the decision. Well, I I thought it was Hitler's idea to concentrate all the Jews in one area. Mm-hmm. Listen, just saying. it's an attitude oh. by all parties. I thought you were how you. come President Nelson Joke. Mandela, he should rest in peace? He said, we're not going to take revenge. We're not going to put people in jail. 
we're going to have truth and reconciliation and go forward as a nation. It takes um, being the bigger person to not want revenge in any situation. Thank you for the call, Gigi. I really appreciate it. Um, it, it yeah, it, it definitely takes being the bigger person. You you always think that, oh, like these people got killed in this country and, and the way to make that better is to kill innocent people in, in their country. And it doesn't make those other people come back to life. It doesn't right. help anyone. Um, the only way to stop killing is to s- just stop killing. Uh, I like that Gigi brought up Ireland. Uh, Ireland, I like historically speaking, I think Ireland might be the most libertarian uh, geographic area, you know, historically speaking. Hmm. Uh, Mark Stovall put together something that I don't remember what year this came out. It's probably like, mm, let me see what it says here. 2012, uh, this was posted. 9,000 years of anarchy in Ireland. Uh, He says, I posted once before on Ireland and their anarchy that lasted for more than a thousand years. This most remarkable historical example of a society of libertarian law and courts first came to my attention while reading Murray Rothbard's For a New Liberty. This was a society where not only the courts and the law were largely libertarian, but they were basically anarcho-capitalist in the modern sense of the phrase. The Celtic society was not some primitive society or tribe, but rather it was a highly complex society. Ireland for centuries was the most advanced, most scholarly, and most civilized society in all of Western Europe and all without government. And if you want to read more about that, we'll, of course, post this in our links. That was when they had uh, the ops or something? Uh, the, the, yeah, the Tuatha. Tuatha. I'm probably mispronouncing T-U-A-T-H-A. Uh, the Tuatha were just, it's what you would expect to find in a society without uh, an institution of violence, yeah. government, right? It's what you would expect. Um, their society would, you know, sort of locate uh, wise people, not necessarily smart. I mean, you go quite smart, but like wise more than smart, wise people. And when there was a conflict, they would just go, oh, can we both agree that, you know, Bob over here is wise? And they're like, yeah, Bob's wise. He's been wise to me. He's been wise to you. Okay, yeah. Let's ask Bob how we should go about resolving our conflict. And they would do that. And so this is well, there's arbitration, a, right? There's a um, conflict of interest since Bob's your uncle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that always happens. I did not it? expect that joke from Bonnie. <laughs> I think it was kind of a captain joke. It was a captain joke. <laughs> um, so, But the, the Tuatha were just, uh, they were like friendly societies, like the you know the Kiwanis or the Lions Club or this type of thing. Like friendly societies used to sort of uh, be largely the thing that drove uh, industry uh, medical industry for certain uh, these friendly societies were just groups of people who'd get together and they would pay like a doctor's salary for a year and amongst whoever you know the 20 or 30 people in this group uh whoever they were uh you know if one person started to sort of monopolize that doctor the rest of the group would get together and be like hey uh you're kind of taking up too much of this doctor's time he doesn't have enough time to come and see us we need to you know make sure that goes do you want to pay more so that you could have more time or do you want to like cut back on the time or do you want to go join another Tuatha where maybe it's a smaller group or maybe the doctor is a specialized thing to help you with whatever you got going on, right? These were options, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have these options. Also, the incentive was correct. 
uh, with the hiring a doctor and paying his full salary, what they would do is they would pay him as long as everybody was healthy. If somebody wasn't healthy, they would stop paying him until they were healthy again. Hmm. This incentivized the doctor to not only just do whatever the tried and true methods were, a.k.a., you know, uh, we'll call it above board science, but it incentivized him to do things including natural remedies, right? Using plants and using herbs and using, you know, exposure to the sun and things of that nature to Instead of just help like, heal people. Oh, you make the most money, the more uh, pharmaceuticals you can sell. Right. What we have today, doctors are just drug pushers. Incentivized for you to be sick. Right. Absolutely. And, and they don't want to cure you. They want to create a subscription-based customer. They want you to pay every month for the rest of your life. Whereas the incentive needs to be the other way around. The incentive for doctors needs to be creating healthy humans. And they're not doing that. Right. Joe and I were having an infuriating conversation today with this canvasser because I was just trying to explain to him, like, you you like, like, has a cop ever helped you with something? He's like, yeah, a cop uh, stopped these bullies from beating me up when I was a kid. I was like, okay, so you like that the cop did that. Why is it so hard to understand that a person could do that job, but without stealing from your neighbors to get it and you paying it yourself and he just started saying oh well i'm black and in in my neighborhood you think people can afford private security it was just so infuriating because it's like what if your community was good if you weren't taxed so much right but i want to elaborate on this i want to talk about in the air and we've been told he told us uh, not to reveal his name and other things and there's a reason he actually gave me a really good story and I'm, I don't really want to spoil it too much. I'm not. Don't say what I town won't. or anything like that. But let's put it this way: his rights were highly violated. And here he's in still New a cop lover. It's oh. weird. And he's, yeah, he's still licking the boots a little bit there. And I was maybe like, maybe we were getting to him, maybe, but it didn't I think, seem like I. It. I think he was, you know, because he was campaigning for someone. He had to keep a certain sort of yeah, you know, repertoire going. Whatever, mm. right wing leaning. Yeah, I don't think he wa- he was you know he doesn't want to wear the shirt of this guy's you know running wait uh, he's a black man leading right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yep. it was kind of fascinating. Um, and he doesn't want this story to get out until after the election. It's probably not as uncommon as my reaction makes it seem. I was just like, we're in Keene, New Hampshire, where right. like you know it's basically white. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Um. And maybe that's part of the reason why the cops decided to pick on him. That's what I was wondering. I think so too, but I. I will reveal that story when need yep. when need be. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, Bonnie, but I, I'm you know, not, I don't want to reveal. He kind of, I kind of promised with him, so you might have heard. You should have heard that part. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was just bringing up the fact that we yeah. were trying to talk to him about. Oh, you know, cops could right. be paid voluntarily, and instead of being, you know, cops, they would just be like private security. Yeah. And if you didn't like their work, oh, you pay a different yeah, company to do them. it, just like what, what Captain was saying with the doctors. And he just couldn't wrap his mind around it. He kept saying, "That's impossible." What? It's crazy how people just can't wrap their mind around You'd save money. certain ideas. You would save money because yeah. the amount of money that they steal is way more than they need. And they waste it because they know they're just going to get it because they steal it. But when they can't steal it and they are you know, privatized, they're going to do a, as best of a job they can with the money that they have. And if they do a really good job, they get more money. Yep. They have an incentive, like a business, to operate uh, in a way that, you know... Pleases the customer. Exactly. That's the most underrated thing about human beings in all of society across the entire globe is 
people failing to recognize that human beings are incentive-oriented individuals, mm-hmm. right? How many times do we hear things like, oh, you know, he took the path of least resistance. Right. That's not necessarily true. He could have taken the path of most incentive, which is generally the case. Mm-hmm. So if you can correct the incentivization of people, you can correct all of the bad things that happen. Hey, you want private security, private policing? Guess what? They will let you smoke a joint walking down the road. Yeah, they won't uh, tackle you if they see you doing it. You can drink a beer walking down the road. You could maybe even drink and drive. I don't know. Like, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but as long as you're doing it responsibly and not causing harm to others, they're not going to get you for one beer, you know, and ruin your life. Yeah, in Utah, it's like 0.05%. I mean, really? I go on and on about the things that they do usually? to destroy yeah. our lives. Yeah, 0.05 in Utah. I could go on about what cops do, the you know theft-paid cops, how they ruin lives, and the private cops won't do that. They want you to be happy. They don't want to ruin a customer. They're going to be like, okay. Or ruin a life or yeah. kill your dog or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of it as a business because... You know, that's what it's ultimately come down to. And yeah, I think they would still care about the community. I actually think, all right, so this is this is what really, you know, ticks me off about cops is that they do all this detail work and overtime hours. Like in Manchester, they have a comfort pony like and or they they do these senior walks in Manchester and they, you know, they hire this cop to walk around with the seniors. I'm like, and they, they are, everyone's calling him a hero because he lets such a hard job. old people cross the road every, every block. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We don't need to hire. We could hire a young gun that has, you know, has good eyesight and good hearing to make sure that they don't get smushed on the road. Okay. We don't need a cop with a, with Full a huge pension to do this. Yeah, paid paid so much. Like, how much could you pay a teenager to do that? Like, a lot less. Right. And they could do a good job and entertain the, you know, the old person. And keep in mind that uh, police are reactionary. They are not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Um, In front of it. They're not sitting there actually stopping crimes. They just write a report afterwards. Yeah. Uh, with, well, with, they go after petty stuff all the time. Right. That's all they look for is the petty stuff. With the exception of like, you know, traffic tickets where they're on the hunt. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> petty stuff. Yeah. But, but, and again, and I say this frequently, so I apologize if this is redundant to some of our listeners, but when's the last time you saw a fire truck hiding behind like a billboard or a sign or a set of bushes, <laughs> just like looking for somebody who's going to set a fire? Waiting for somebody who might be, right, you know, trying yeah. to entrap somebody into setting a fire so they could run over and put it out, right? Yeah. You never see that. Why do you see that with police? Yeah, like today, um, I was on the phone with a, a frequent caller, Alu, um, and he, I was on the phone, like, privately, and he was telling me author. that, yeah, since he's an author, and you can find his work at libertyblock.com, or thelibertyblock.com, now I can't remember right now, Um well, he's an author of many books, and he was talking about adding, eventually one day he wants to add more chapters to his book, Presumed Guilty, and he said he's looking for uh, more stories about, you know how they'll, the cops will leave a car with its keys sitting somewhere just to catch someone stealing the oh, car? Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. total entrapment and so stupid. Like, why do we need to pay people to be out there creating criminals? It's so stupid. It's like what right. you're saying. You, you don't get people out there creating arsonists. Right. 
Like, oh, I'm just going to leave this ma- these matches. Well, right look at here what the federal government did to Ian Freeman. They created a criminal. Yeah. Right. He didn't harm anybody. He caused no physical harm to anyone. Uh, all of his transactions were completely voluntary. You try to prevent financial harm. He went out of he his way prevent to prevent it. and prevented more financial harm than the entire FBI has done. Right. 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 Like by himself in doing this thing. And they've created what I call criminals of bureaucracy. That is a paperwork violation. Right. Uh, he is was found guilty of you didn't pay a, f- a fee and fill out the right paperwork to the government to be conducting your life the way you were. That's what they found him guilty of. He he harmed no one. He harmed no one's property. And he's looking at eight years. They created a criminal out of nothing. And we are an open phones show. So I'm going to go back to the phones. We have Law Do- Dog in Michigan. You're on the phones, Law Dog. What's on your mind? Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Captain Kickass. How are you guys doing tonight? You yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, now that your leader's uh, in prison there, uh, <laughs> who's leader. taking over? What's the manifesto? And, uh, and what's the game plan? Well, so. Ian's only my leader. So, uh, yeah, like in uh, what, what's today, Thursday? So I think as of Monday, you're going to see a whole redesign of all of the web presence, and you're going to hear brand new music. It's going to be basically Lady Gaga uh, <laughs> for our, our bumper music, In and Out, and uh, love, we're going to change the name of the face. show to Bonnie Talk Live. Yes. It's going to be BTL, not to be confused with Beard Talk Live, which is also <laughs> BTL, but uh, yeah, basically, Bonnie's just taking over the whole show, and you're just going to have to live with it. It's going to be only me and Nikki from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally we'll have Lori. Only uh, women. Well, suddenly I've Angie. I've lost my seat. <laughs> well, that isn't all bad, I guess. Captain can do uh, behind the scenes uh, work on the you know. Yeah, I'll be I'll work. be the producer slash tech support slash you know whatever. But so what's the plan on um, on uh, springing Ian out of prison? There is there any? Well, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get all three warring sets of outlaw bikers, right? So we're trying to get the Hells Angels, the Outlaws, and the Banditos all to act cooperatively and voluntarily to stage a breakout. No, stop. (laughs) We're not doing any of that. I have a suggestion here, if you'd like to hear it. Tanks? No, I'm kidding. Killdozer? No no tanks, no tanks. Killdozer? Why don't you email Peter Ducey? Uh, the press corps, and he can ask uh, uh, KGP or whatever uh, uh, she is or whoever she is, uh, would uh, Biden uh, pardon the Crypto Six, and uh, then you get some other uh, moderators on the questions on a debate asking uh, uh, these guys out there like DeSantis, Trump, and uh, even your friend Vivek there if they would pardon the Crypto he Six. He's not my and, friend. Uh, I actually do think that... Discussion and debate. I do so, think that that's uh, a good idea you know, to. Um, I, I just want to respond. Come on, you've already your, said it. Man out of prison. So um, I do think it's a good idea to, um, if you ha- know that there's some politician going around, um, and thank you for the call, Law Dog. Um, if you think there's some politician going around and you want to go see him, if you get to the uh, chance to ask a question, usually these things are pretty canned, but um, if you can, Ask them, would you pardon Ian Freeman and try to get a re- recording of that response? Because that could be, you know, putting them on the spot and making them have to answer that is could be pretty interesting. Um, but it's not going to get them out. Um, I had to look up Peter. Attention. I had to look up Peter Ducey because 
when, he on Fox and Friends? When you say his name, I immediately want to say Peter Douchey. Yeah. Right? Oh, because I imagine that his name is spelt far more similar to that right. than the sound of what was pronounced. But I actually think it's Steve Ducey on Peter D O O C Y. So, like, Ducey makes sense. Apparently, Peter Ducey is Fox News Channel's White House correspondent. And so he covers, you know, government at the highest level. And, uh, you know. Just email him. As if that's going to happen. I mean, uh, these people in the mainstream media. Uh, just do whatever government tells them to. Government constantly sends press releases to every news agency, and all these news agencies, these mainstream media people do, is copy and paste. They don't do any research. They don't go, hey, wait, this is wrong, or no, 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 we have a different take on it. No, no, no. They copy and paste and and publish it. That's all they do. Well, coming back, uh, I mean, sorry, coming up, we're going to cover... A police department that lost 25% of its officers for misconduct in the last two months. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an an effort to move 20,000 people who understand. It's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing. To be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Israel's defense chief has admitted there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's attack by Hamas. His comments come as the U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken visited Israel, where he promised continued American support for the country. However, there's growing concerns for the humanitarian situation inside Gaza, where the United Nations says conditions are dire, with food and water running out. Ross Cullen in Tel Aviv says the safety of the hostages is also unknown while the bombing of Gaza by Israel continues. The well-being, the whereabouts of the hostages inside Gaza, uh, Israelis being held captive uh, inside the Gaza Strip. Israel also saying on Thursday it has dropped some 6,000 bombs on the Palestinian territory since the attacks by Hamas in retaliation. And there are growing concerns uh, over the rising number of people who've died, uh, more than 1,300 in Israel, more than 1,300 in Gaza. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is refreezing $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of Hamas in the wake of the terrorist group's attack on Israel. The U.S. president was under pressure to halt the money that was part of a deal to free five U.S. prisoners. It comes as the death toll of Americans killed in Israel increased to 27. The U.S. House of Representatives remains in limbo as the Republican nominee for the House Speaker struggles to find enough support to be elected. It's unclear if Steve Scalise can win an overall majority in the chamber. Ever since Kate Fisher reports from Washington. 
The delay means the U.S. Congress can't get back to work passing critical legislation to fund the U.S. government and support Israel. Steve Scalise defeated hardliner Jim Jordan in a private party vote on Wednesday. Now he's trying to unite divided House Republicans as he can only afford to lose the support of four members. Republicans are eager to avoid the drawn-out floor fight that happened earlier this year when it took Kevin McCarthy 15 ballots to be elected Speaker. Federal prosecutors have hit US Senator Bob Menendez with a fresh charge of acting as a foreign agent. It comes after the long-term New Jersey Democrat was indicted last month for accepting bribes in return for political favours. Ever since William Denslow reports from New York. In a superseding federal indictment, prosecutors alleged that Bob Menendez provided sensitive U.S. government information that secretly aided the Egyptian government. The senator and his wife have previously been accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars and gold bars in exchange for political favours to benefit three businessmen and the government of Egypt. The senator pleaded not guilty to those charges. William Denslow, New York. From Bureau Worldwide, this is FSN. Got Telegram? You can follow our channel there and discuss show prep with other listeners at telegram.freetalklive.com. Without Captain. <laughs> Captain's not back. <laughs> Sorry, Coconut didn't get the cue. Oh. Oh, oh he loves the, the microphone. <laughs> I was pointing the mic at him, but he was like, no. He has nothing I'm to say. too cool to be on the radio. He's keeping it close to his chest. He's He'll only do television appearances, but. Yeah, <laughs> only close up. He's a bit of a snob. He needs only green M&Ms in the bowl in his green room. I, I heard he did an Oscar Mayer Wiener commercial or something, right? He's not a wiener dog. I well, you dressed he, him up like a hot dog. Yeah, I heard, oh, yeah. I heard yeah. he had a Halloween <laughs> hot dog costume. Yes, yes. Oh. I, I have him uh, H-O-T-D-O-G costume. I can't say no, it out no, no. loud around I'm him. sorry. D-A-W-G. Yeah. Hot dog. Yep, that's what he's going to be for hot Halloween. Hot dog. D-A-W-G. It's kind of a bad idea because he's not reacting right now, but he's being really calm. If you say that word, normally it gets him really excited. We're talking about my dog, Coconut, that's here in the studio with us. And this is Free Talk Live, and we are Bonnie. Coconut. Captain. And Joa. There you go. Well, I got mine right. You guys, you didn't get yours right. Yeah, we're weird. Sorry. But we've been talking tonight about all of the ways that the government um, sucks and their jobs could be done a lot better by private companies and without violating your rights or harming you or killing your dog. To be fair, we would need far more than three hours to talk about all of the ways the government sucks. True. Uh, We've been talking about many of them, but... One thing we did today, oh, I want to give out the phone number, though, um, because you can bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Um, so I did want to bring up, Joa has a YouTube called Breaking the Flaw, and today he and I went out and recorded ourselves putting quarters in meters. And why is that, Joa? Activism. Well, but first, well, all right, so I did the 
I went a couple days ago. And I did a records request, and I got an email this morning saying, um, sorry, but uh, you didn't have an authorized signature on your anonymous records request. I mean, come on. How absurd is this? So, well, Bonnie, you had asked me, uh, if you want to go do Robin Hood? I'm like, yeah, let's go. Couldn't you have done just like John Doe? Right. Yeah. Bob Smith. Something. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I would have expected that you need a signature on an like, anonymous request. It sounds like, so silly. Depending on like how badly you want the information. Right? Yeah. Like, I would probably know. give it up, but uh, they're idiots for challenging it. But sure. Okay. But yeah, Bonnie asked if I wanted. We wanted to go. Uh, <clears throat> go Robin Hoodie. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And uh, so we did. And I don't know how many people we saved. I did at least. Eight, yeah, I, I think say. I feel like we did like a over a dozen. Let's uh, mm-hmm. tell our listeners who don't know what is Robin Hooding. Oh, oh yeah, well, uh, you basically forward follow the parking enforcer, uh, meter made. Yep, meter made parking Nazi, whatever you want to call it, parking Nazi, and um, and you put the money in before they get there, and. You know, uh, Lynn, we found out her name today is Lynn. Yeah, we thought she was Jane, but actually this one's They kind of look alike. Honestly. Yeah, they do. They really do. And um, They both look soulless and yeah, old. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. You would too <laughs> if that were your job. No, I wouldn't. And, well, uh, you wouldn't take that job. But. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn uh, wears a brown coat, ironically, and uh, goes around, takes people's money by finding them, putting tickets on their cars. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when we get to the meters, the coin-fed meters, unfortunately, there is other meters that are not like that. We have no control, or we haven't figured out yet how to... They're pay-by-app. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if there's a way we can do it eventually, but anyways, uh, so we see that the meter is run out, and we put in, not a quarter, a nickel. Just one nickel for three, yep, for three, three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. <laughs> and sometimes we're generous, and like, especially if someone's parking right there, I want to be like, hey... You might have, because we have the interaction, and I'm, I, I'll be like, hey, uh, how long are you going to be? I'll put the money in for you. So I like to feed people's meters as they park, too, just so because they'll appreciate that we fed the meter, and they appreciate what we were doing. Somebody actually said thank you to me today. And it's like I've had several thank yous. Who says thank you to the meter maid? Never. No one. Thank you. Thank you for this ticket. Thank you for charging me $15 because <laughs> I accidentally forgot that I was parked for like five Talk minutes about extra. Cognitive Stockholm Dissonance Syndrome. What? If they said that. Yeah, oh, yeah if, if you're did. like, oh, thank you for giving me this ticket so I have to pay a fine. For- I totally deserve this. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. Somebody out there is probably doing that, that honestly. There that are is, people that, that much is, of cucks for the government. That is the definite, like, and it's like cognitive dissonance and Stockholm Syndrome are two different things. But no, to me, it's all just one thing. It's cognitive Stockholm Dissonance Syndrome, and mm-hmm. way too many people suffer from this. So, yeah, we saved a few people. So, and right when she's happened? about to walk up to him, yeah, we, we'll put the quarter in, and or nickel, sorry, in, and, and then she goes, just like, keeps walking. She's so annoyed. The other thing yeah, is, is they are supposed to uh, clock out for the day, or at least stop doing their patrolling, patrolling at five but both of them because then a male one showed up a gentleman meter maid yeah oh yeah showed up and he was terrible he wouldn't Come identify on. meter man <laughs> right he's a meter a, man. i'm meter man yeah. dun, 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 dun. no actually I'm you, guys were, the, I'm you a guys were the superheroes, his really. name is have a nice day yeah that's what he kept saying you were like i was like um you know you have to identify i i don't remember if it's article or amendment eight of the new hampshire constitution but Whatever it is, in the New Hampshire Constitution that he supposedly probably took an oath to, um, he's supposed to be 
transparent and open and honest and um you know he's supposed to yeah. tell you his name you're a member of the public and and i would say you know what's your name sir and he would say have a nice day and he was just being such a jerk uh, you didn't uh. see it but he did a football move on me what yeah try to try uh, to like, football get me to go the wrong way. or nfl football nfl okay oh, gotcha. he did like a, I, like I just a call it that you could like, call it a basketball move too like, like to you, like, pretend to go one way juke left <laughs> yeah yeah wow what a and, loser um, and then he started to like follow behind me like he's accomplishing something like it's his job but some lady is like hey do you have a lighter so i just stop my tracks and that meter man hardly a man uh, he um he brushed he slightly brushed into me and i i've you know it's not a big deal it's just my clothing but the thing is is that he was trying he was doing that to to intimidate intimidate. i was just staying a good safe distance from him and then when he went right behind me he is clearly that's like intimidation right you know, you need to do that. Yeah, and then, cops will do yeah. the same thing. They want to be behind you, but they don't want you to be behind them. Right, right. And I, that's, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm following you, man. But I'm not like, I'm not hovering over you like you were doing. Right. We were t- keeping uh, six feet away. Yeah. And he was clearly agitated. He's like, have a nice day. He have a nice day. So, he said um, it like eight times. Um, the other thing about it is we caused them to get so annoyed um, from being followed by us that they clocked out at four. So, you know, an hour of free parking in Keene today, thanks to Joe and Bonnie. Yay. You guys rock. Right. That's awesome. Or at least not free because people didn't know, but well. they wouldn't get tickets for sure. And, you know, my favorite part out of the other day and today is the library because they're double dipping. One, oh, they're yeah. stealing from you already. For the right. library, and then they have, and then they charge you right. a meter Meters, I mean. to be in the library because, like, you have to park. And I just, I look at it as like they're charging you to read. And don't they uh, charge you if you have like overdue books and all that kind of stuff too? Yeah, but see, that's kind of like, uh, you know, I guess you, it's their way of should, people you not should stealing return the books, book. but like. You should return. I the mean, book. they were already bought with stolen money. You're volunteering to go to the the library to participate in that system. You don't have to go to the library. Honestly, you, no one has Books to go to the library. Books are dirt you, cheap. Okay, yeah, so you can go anywhere. So by that same logic, then toll roads are also double dipping. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You already because paid for the roads. You've already yeah. paid for the roads. There's no reason for them to that charge is just you a again. system to milk. Actually, the New Hampshire tolls have already paid for the like the roads. Uh, it, they basically are just run by a private company and the government takes a cut. Yep. There's no reason they exist anymore. Easy pass. But I don't think you really finished your story. That, I just go through the easy pass because it says right. easy pass. I like, I'm too. going to go through it. It's easy, right? Nothing's it, happened. It actually is really easy to just go past it. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> uh, nothing has happened to me. For no, me, for nothing has happened to me either. Um, so, But you didn't really finish your story about yes. um, you put in an anonymous records request. Yes. And what happened? Okay, so uh, we get to um, to City Hall, Keene, Keene, New Hampshire City Hall, and I go to the city clerk and I talk to him. Hey, I don't know why you guys uh, are denying me my records request because I didn't give a signature on an anonymous, you know, records request. And the the secretary there, she gets Bill, the guy that actually sent me the email. And he, he just starts off like immediately. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll, it's fine. I'll, I'll fulfill it. I get it. Da, 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 da. I give him an A for transparency. He was fine with the cameras. He 
explained everything to you. He, yeah. he was, uh, as far as being an auditor, I don't think he did a bad job. He, I think he put his foot in his mouth when he sent that email and he realized it when, oh. that he is up for a lawsuit if he doesn't fulfill it. Oh, that's why he's on his best behavior. That's why I think he, yeah, he was, he was looked a little like, you know, nervous and like, you know, like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's what I was seeing in him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Cause he knew he messed up. All right. So, um, what did he tell you that you got to do now? Uh, nothing. He's going to fulfill it. He's gonna it's just going to take some time. Hmm. And I, I'm actually surprised that they even messaged me like two days later that they, you know, just Needed a response this. in general, because it usually takes them like a couple of weeks to re- even respond to your email. You know, it's, it just fades away in your mind sometimes and you, hmm. you forget that it, you actually did it and, uh, yeah, but and so yeah, it was good because of that guy, um, whatever his name is, Mr. Have a, have a nice day. Um, who wasn't. Um, giving his name, I put in a complaint today to the city manager. So the city manager of Keene, New Hampshire, I talked to her directly. They didn't have a complaint form. Right. They, I guess no one complains. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> Probably because of cognitive Stockholm dissonance syndrome. Um, uh, yeah, people just don't complain about the very many things that they have to complain about the government stealing from them. It's just that people have really getting given up in ways to, to complain. Like, they're not going to listen, da 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 da. Yeah, no, they, that's a good point. They, if everyone just complained, if everyone just showed up to city hall, showed up to city council oh, meetings. Oh, put her in such a bad mood. She what? was so oh, mad. Oh, she, we were there oh, with cameras. oh, that was like the best moment I've had with her because you should see other <laughs> videos of her on my video. She's so like flaring arms, frustrated. She oh was, my like, god! Being flamboyantly annoyed with us, though. She yeah, was like, yeah. she was looking at us like, um, what is going on in that lobby? Ugh. Um, like yeah. seriously. And she you had know. to talk to her other colleague yeah, about how like, we're filming in there. Like she was doing it very like nonchalant, and then like so he got out of his office to see. What was going to happen when she opened the door and talked to us? It's Nothing. like these people are terrified of cameras, like as if they're weapons. Like yeah. we're out there like pointing guns at them or something. And then ironically, there's a camera right there, dead right. center in well, her office, them. watching her at all times. That's them <laughs> monitoring us. They don't oh, want yeah. us monitoring oh, yeah. them yeah. because they're, you know, the special people and we're the plebs. Well, unfortunately for them, we're the government watchdogs and we're going <laughs> to... We're going to put you in check there, lady Helen. So um, today my complaint wasn't actually about her, but it was to her. Right. So she gave me a regular piece of paper and a pen. I wrote out this um, maybe like two paragraph thing and I handed it to her and who knows what will happen. I put my phone number on it. So And I, you went above and beyond to the complaint, but I was even just saying to them, look, why don't you like to bill downstairs mm-hmm. at the... But he said he wouldn't. I know that, he wasn't going to do anything. Well, he he was like, I'm not sure. I got to look into it. Da, da, da. But I was saying, look, if you just educate the public officials, uh, especially the park enforcement, about that, how they have to identify. And if you do that education and then I go back out there and ask him again, is he going to is he going to say his name or not? Like, it, Clearly, Lynn knew she's supposed to because when I uh, showed up today, I asked her, uh, "What's your name, ma'am?" She was kind of silent, making a you know jeering face or whatever. And then I said, "You do have to answer because you're a public official." And she said, "My name's Lynn." So, yeah, she obviously knew she had to. She really didn't want to talk to us at all. She wasn't laughing at any of our jokes today. She was doing all these nervous ticks, <laughs> yeah. kicking rocks as I, she walked, rolling eyes, yeah. and all kinds of things like that. Um. So yeah.
that that's basically what we did today. That was our uh, public service for the day. I kind of feel like you know how. Uh, let me just say thank you for your service. Yeah, I was thank say, you. Thank you for your service, both of you. <laughs> I want to say it's, I'm not comparing um, <laughs> us welcome. to like Gandhi or something, but back in the day when people had a message, they would go around their town and talk about it all day and that's what joe and i've basically done all day we had this conversation with that canvasser explaining him why the cops are bad we went around filming and um policing the criminals in our neighborhood also joe put it on youtube i'm gonna put mine on youtube too and uh we also ran into this guy with a trump hat and we were explaining to him what joe's sign he's He's no oh wait wait oh i know who he is yeah. Something I, with a B. I think I don't really remember his name. He but attacked Slumpy. Yeah, and he's also like he's, th- running for he's mayor. threatened me before too. It just too. occurred to me mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah, he's threatened me. I've seen him assault people. It's I've like seen Brendan. him pit the police against people. Bradenton. All kinds of things. Something like that. Yeah. It, it, he goes by his last name that's with a B. Ugh, I can't remember his name now. Ian's always uh, Ian showed me a video of him. Um, if you're a freaking um fan, if you like the freaking uh, stuff, especially from like a decade ago. He's the guy who put his face all up in, in the camera of, uh, oh, it was actually on Dave Ridley. It was on he's Ridley like, I want to file a complaint against him because he's a disturbance, something like that. I don't know what the, the context of the video no, was. No, th- this other one, he was just being silent and he put his face all up oh, in Dave yeah. Ridley's video camera just for like two minutes and Ridley was just laughing. He was like, um, okay. <laughs> he did get kind of <laughs> like, he did so come at weird. me a little aggressive because I I know him, right? I I've known of him. And when he got up off that, that bench, he came up to read my... Uh, my uh, button that's on my gimbal, my tripod, right? And it says state speech is hate speech. He, yeah, he yeah. had to get up to read it, which I was like, I was getting prepared that he is going to like do something stupid because he has in the past, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. He has like assaulted people before. Yep. He assaulted uh, Garadian of, you know, previously on uh, or, Free Talk Live, I think, but also mm-hmm. Freaking. I'm not sure if he was on Free Talk Live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I forget the guy's name. Maybe we didn't uh, do anything by talking to him. I just knew he was a statist, obviously, yeah, and we were, you know, spreading our message yeah. to him. That's what people used to do in the old days. It's like now people like don't really have their own opinions, and if they do, like, th- you know, you don't talk about religion, politics, and sex. So I'm, not, I'm just gonna have nothing to say all day, waste my life, and I don't know. <laughs> That's I just, all I talk about. Now. Well, <laughs> it's because they're all getting fed instead of all choosing to engage. What do I mean by that? Well. Most people turn on a television and just leave it on hmm. while they, you know, put their coat down and take their shoes off and prep dinner and make their phone calls. and you're Downloading getting, their opinions. Yeah, you're getting fed that information just by osmosis. Right. Right. Uh, same thing with the internet, scrolling, right? You know, if you're just blah, 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 scrolling aimlessly, right? You're getting fed all these headlines. Most people only read the headlines anyway, which is sad, right? Because there's so much more content on the internet than just the headline. But most people are just getting fed that, and that's enough for them to be programmed to regurgitate those things, right? And, so, Actually, you bring up a great point right now. And I'm a little disappointed in Tim Pool. Because he had said today that, but he didn't use the words exactly, but he was working it around by saying it, World World War Three has started. And I think that was kind of irresponsible for him to say that, because hmm. it's just not quite there yet, but we're, we're pretty freaking close. And making people believe that is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a good strategy. 
And especially if, you have if that many piece, people following you, you know. Right. If, if, if you're it is a, a fear mongering. Right. Um, well, I, he he gets a lot of uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, uh, warmongers. Well, no, no. He um he he he's told to say the words "civil war" on his show a lot because people donate and say say the words say the words and he's like all right there's civil war and like and he just says it on his uh, show and he's joking he he's it's it's obvious he's joking about it but he definitely like panders to his crowd in that sense by saying it. anyways interesting um but you, you know i just think is that what jesus did did jesus just go download his opinions from the sadducees <laughs> and pharisees all day and and uh just you know, repeat what he heard, or did he have opinions that went against the narrative and go around teaching it to people? Right, right. And then I just think that, you know, Jesus, Gandhi, people like that, they're people used to emulate, not, um, you know, people that tell you to just ignore, be entertained. You, you know. said uh, earlier not to compare, you know, yourselves to Gandhi and, you know, your activism and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I also support not comparing yourselves to Gandhi because... Uh, Dave Ridley already did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, man, like, you know, don't step on his toes, man. Ridley's great. I, I've heard several yes, things. Yes, it's me, Gundy. Oh, That's the, I just am thinking Dave's voice. He would ca- call in and then he did the walk. And, I can't believe I mean, it was that. Amazing. Yeah, I forgot he was calling in with the Gandhi voice. I remember I asked my friend from Pakistan, I was like, is this offensive to you, uh, Zulfi? And he was like, no, people from the, my part of the world, we love being like emulated and talked about. He said the only people that wouldn't are, you know, people from Pakistan, people from India who went to American colleges. Prudes. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, They went to Prude <laughs> University. Who knows if that's Purdue, really like Purdue, true Purdue. with everyone, but I just w- wanted to make sure I wasn't offending my friend by posting Bitcoin Gandhi. But um, we're going to get right into it. We have this story from Eyewitness News, or no, from ABC13.com. Patton Village Police Department loses 25% of its officers for misconduct, including sergeant arrested for a DWI. Ah, wait says, a second, wait a second. That's not unheard of. I was arrested by a cop that actually had a DWI. Was it like going on in that moment or? Actually, the the way I learned about it is when Ian told me after my trial, I mean, he could have told me before my trial, so I could have questioned this guy like, how can we ever trust you ever again? Did he get the DWI while on the job? It was not on the job. Hmm. Wow. But still, how are you supposed to trust him? Yeah. um, He lost the the total trust of the community and the public when he did that. Yeah, I mean, if you're like... And how can he he testify against anyone ever again? You know, it's like he lost... You should be held held to a higher standard. Going around pulling people over for things like that after you did it. Um, Was... Do you know what the substance was? Uh, Alcohol. He was drunk. Yeah, Yeah. that's like the worst. That's like the worst drug to be... Asking about because he's the one that told me about it. Hmm. There's um, what what baffles my mind is that I've traveled from, you know, state to state uh, over the course of my life. And what baffles me is there's so many uh, similar terminologies. So there's DWI, driving while intoxicated. There's DUI, driving under the influence. That's what it would DUI. There's there's OWI, operating while intoxicated. So that's like not a driving, but maybe a forklift. OUI, operating under the influence. (laughs) Right. There's is operating like, you know, forklifts, like just not cars or something? Like I know somebody who effectively got to do it, whatever you want to, whatever these acronyms are, whichever one you want to assign to it, 
uh, because he was on a lawn mowing tractor driving on not even the shoulder, but on the lawn what? of, you know, next to the shoulder of the road. Wow. Right. And, and like he only lived like, I don't know, four blocks or something away from the convenience store. And so he got on his, his riding lawnmower to go get a six pack of That's beer. what my brother used to do, <laughs> not for beer, but when he was a teenager yeah. before he could drive, and he was like, oh, I want to drive. And he would just some, drive his lawnmower. You know, some cop with a vendetta or somebody was bored or whatever. He quote pulled him over. I, I don't know how you can pull over any further than the lawn. Did he drive past into the, the shoulder? The, like I'm, I'm not sure how that happened. I know people that have gotten uh, tickets for DUI on like bicycles. Yeah, wow. I've heard of that too. Right. So like, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, all the different acronyms for like this same action when like the end crime is already a crime, right? So let's say you get into a car and Mm. you drive drunk. Uh, Nothing happens. Okay, that Mm. that happens pretty frequently. You get into a car and you drive drunk and you crash into somebody's fence, right? Uh, Okay, so now justice means you got to make that person whole. You got to repair the fence. You got to apologize, maybe do some work for them, whatever it is. Make make them whole again, right? So that was already a criminal offense. Breaking somebody's property is already uh, a a crime, right? right? Not necessarily the drinking and the driving. Uh, There's also people who uh, uh, drink and drive uh, who never get into an accident. Right. No one wants to ever talk about this, right. but it happens, and it happens all they're the, the time. They're the ones with the cozies for their beers. Alcohol. It, they're the ones with the uh, with the cans, the little wraps that go around the yeah, can that make it look like drugs. Mountain Dew. Yeah, right. It's it, but it says Mountain like blue or something. Yeah. It's like the same colors, but like it's just enough to pass a cursory observation. Yeah. See, I could see cops, uh, maybe like a voluntary cop um, force. Pulling people over who are even like swerving a whole lot, like if, like that's the most like um, what's the word? Like that's called reckless driving, already a crime. Hmm. See that that's like it. But if you're just driving normally, then a cop pulls you over because blah 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 whatever. Um, and then they say they smell alcohol and you weren't hurting anybody. It's kind of silly. I mean, people are on substances all day. Are you gonna get? Are they gonna expand it into caffeine? Six zero three two eight three. I'm high on life. Six one six zero. It's free talk live. More coming up. Email is easy, instant, and free, and that can be real embarrassing. Email lacks the eye contact and body language you get in face-to-face conversation, or the tone of voice and other nuance you hear in a telephone conversation. Email is just words, often few words. We're all smothering in spam, so we often reply in terse fashion that's easy to misunderstand. And email doesn't cost you a postage stamp, and it lacks the deliberation time it'd take to walk to the snail mailbox, so it's easy to succumb to the oh yeah stimulus response trap. When in doubt, don't snap back at snippy messages you get. You may have mistaken the sender's intent. And unless you're sending AOL to AOL, there's no unsend. For more tips on critical communication skills for the way things are now, hit survivalspeech.com. I'm Holland Cook. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, 
which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. What if you want to hear the latest episode of Free Talk Live, but all you have is your phone, you forgot to download our archive, and you have no data connection? You can call our Listen Line at 641-793-0191. That's a long-distance number, so you may incur charges. If not, listen as long as you want. 641-793-0191. The Free Talk Live Listen Line, 641-793-0191. You're listening to the live edition of Free Talk Live. Hour number three is next after the news here on the Liberty Radio Network at LRN.FM. From Feature Story News in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer. Israel's defense chief has admitted there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's attack by the militant group Hamas, which controls the Gaza Strip. His comments came as the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, visited Israel, where he promised continued American support for the country. FSN's Ross Cullen in Tel Aviv says the safety of more than 100 hostages is also unknown, while the bombing of Gaza by Israel continues. The well-being, the whereabouts of the hostages inside Gaza, uh, Israelis, non-Israelis, women, children, and members of uh, Israel's armed forces as well, all being held captive uh, inside the Gaza Strip. Israel also saying on Thursday it has dropped some 6,000 bombs on the Palestinian territory since the attacks by Hamas in retaliation. And there are growing concerns uh, over the rising number of people who've died, uh, more than 1,300 in Israel, more than 1,300 in Gaza. There are growing concerns for the humanitarian situation in Gaza with the United Nations saying conditions are dire with food and water running out. The Biden administration is refreezing $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of Hamas in the wake of the terrorist group's attack on Israel. The U.S. president was under pressure to halt the money that was part of the deal to free five U.S. prisoners. It comes as the death toll of Americans killed in Israel increased to 27. FSN's Nick Harper has more from Washington. Following Hamas's attack on Saturday, U.S. President Joe Biden has been pushed by both Republicans and Democrats to stop the recently unfrozen $6 billion of Iranian funds. It was earmarked to only be used for humanitarian purposes. But with Tehran's support of Hamas, the backlash directed at Biden has intensified, even though the White House says it has seen no evidence Iran directly assisted with the weekend's assault. The money had been moved to banks in Qatar, which would have allowed Iran to access the money. It's unclear now if the refreezing of the funds will be permanent or only temporary. I'm Nick Harper in Washington. U.S. stocks lost ground Thursday after fresh data revealed that inflation remains stubbornly high. September's consumer price index figures were largely in line with analyst expectations and has left analysts wondering how the Federal Reserve will respond. FSN's William Denzelow reports from New York. Analysts are now pricing in a roughly 30% chance the central bank will hike rates again in December in a bid to further tame inflation. At the close of trading Thursday, the Dow slid half percent, while the S&P and Nasdaq both dropped 0.6 percent. 
From Bureaus Worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today at Hezbollah, the party of God and its base in Lebanon. As Israel's war against Hamas continues, the White House has again warned external actors to stay out of the conflict. But there are growing concerns that Hezbollah will launch drone and missile strikes on Israel. Lebanese-British conflict journalist Oz Kataji explains Hezbollah's relationship with Lebanon. Hezbollah have a kind of domination over Lebanon. The military power that they have and the alliance that they have with various other factions puts them in complete domination of the country. They are much, much more powerful than the military. It's hard to kind of explain to people who don't have an understanding of this that the Lebanese army is very under-equipped. Uh, it's not a strong fighting force and it doesn't, it doesn't fight against any of the, you know, what are essentially massive terrorist groups that are funded by abroad. You know, Iran pumps money into Hezbollah. The, the, the Lebanese army doesn't fight Hezbollah at all. It, it just allows Hezbollah, in fact, to cooperate with Hezbollah on basically everything to do with security. He says the Lebanese population is essentially held hostage by Hezbollah. President Biden this week warned Hezbollah and the Iranians not even to think about widening the conflict sparked by last weekend's murderous Hamas attacks on Israel. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The main news again. Israel's defense chief admits there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's deadly attack by Hamas. The Biden administration refreezes $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of the militant group which controls the Gaza Strip. And U.S. stocks lose ground after fresh data reveals that inflation remains stubbornly high. That is the latest feature story news. I Terror and confusion fell upon the nation this week after nearly 314 million Americans reported inexplicably losing consciousness for eight hours straight last night, with countless victims helplessly recovering from the fugue-like state with no memory whatsoever of the lost time. Researchers at Princeton University who have been studying the alarming phenomenon since its inception told reporters that though they were unable to ascertain the source of the sweeping condition, it appeared to be somehow linked to the setting of the sun. Right now, we suspect that there may be some connection between these sudden blackouts and the visions that some Americans have reported experiencing while they were unconscious. But most of these hallucinations are too abstract for us to draw any definite conclusions from. At this time, we urge people to never turn off their lights and under no circumstances close their eyes for any extended period of... Oh, God. Oh, it's happening again. This is the Onion News Network. Our Matrix server is about as free as Internet chat can be. Join the existing rooms or create your own at chat.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back. The number for you to join us is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Call in on this last segment. Oh, wait. Last hour. 
Um, and you can get on with us, bring up whatever you want, bring up uh, whatever a new topic that we're not talking about or comment on we're, what we're talking about, uh, accuse us of being liars, um, yell in our faces, it's whatever. It's on, on Free Talk Live. In the studio with you tonight, it's me, Bonnie. And me, Captain. And I'm, hi. Oh, yeah, Joe. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, Joe. <laughs> hi, Joe. Hi. Um, but hi, my name is Joe. I, I got a wife and three kids, and I work in a button factory. I got a sack no. full of nickels. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sack a of sack liberty. of justice. Oh, justice. Sack yeah, of yeah. justice right here. Anyways, um, <laughs> I wanted to tell you about Dash. This hour of Dash is brought to you by Dash, or Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. Digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BaitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. What about paying your bills? Sprint.finance can do that, and they can send you you dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash. Dash Dash.org. Throw your dollars in the trash. Use Dash. Oh, my God. That's oh, great. Yeah. You like that? You like that? That should be their freaking slogan, <laughs> man. Well, some people at these conferences, they wear shirts that look like Dash, yeah. but it says trash. Wow. So that's messed up. Yeah. That's so right. stupid. Right. Dash is so great. Like, it's <laughs> the best cryptocurrency for it's utility. It's like, just people who hate using crypto for its actual intended purpose. Right. I think utility coins are really the future, but then they should have a holdings coin, like a coin that sure. you don't want to move that much. This is the future, though, right? So competition That's breeds right. different features. Right. Now, there's crypt- probably different five different levels of how you should spend crypto. I'm just saying. Yeah. So what are they? Uh, there's uh, savings. Savings. Right. There is... Drugs. Uh, well, <laughs> on the dark web. Transactions. Yeah. Right. There's privacy. Yeah. I'm missing two. What are they? Well, I'm thinking like larger purchases and smaller purchases are two separate. Mm. So, you know, you might want to wait to, you know, for a transaction to go through and be more secure when you're doing a large purchase, like on a car. But okay. then it's like, I'm buying a candy bar. I'll just dash that real quick. Hmm. Yeah. And it'll pop up immediately. The store clerk won't have to wait for. Um, a confirmation. Oh they my just... God. Do you guys remember when they used to talk about Bitcoin and go, you'll never be able to buy a cup of coffee with it? I don't remember that. Yeah. I didn't get into <laughs> it until 2020. I first Uh-oh. heard about it in 2017. Yeah. There was a period of time where like that was the big criticism. Hmm. Like, okay, but you'll right. never be able to buy a cup of coffee with it. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, some coffee shop started taking crypto i won a free unlimited coffee for the rest of my life from the mighty moose mart but if i didn't i could buy coffee there every single day what right? no How they just gave to me oh. because what? they love me oh you have to uh Wait, be, they love me you have to become chris and uh colleen's adopted daughter so if you can do that <laughs> i mean i could change my gender did you basically you do whatever they told you to <laughs> i was i worked for them and they thought it was a good worker were, were you their bitch <laughs> no 
They're really good people to work for. I just feel like if I started working there, they'd give me free coffee, but I'm crossing my fingers. Definitely if you work Uh, there. The Mighty Moose Mart, by the way, both stores now here in Keene, New Hampshire, carry Captain Kick-Ass rolling papers. (laughs) Nice. Oh, nice. I knew that you did at the newer one, but... No, both of them now. Yeah. There's There's a box at each store. And they're the regular price, whatever. They only have one price for these rolling papers. So whatever that is at each store, uh, that's what it is. So, shameless pl- plug there. Shameless plug for Captain Kickass rolling papers. And you can go to <laughs> CaptainKickass.com to listen to his music and maybe give rolling papers. And uh, an EP on a USB card. And you can also get T-shirts. I have something called a Kickass bundle up there. Hmm. It's uh, 40 bucks. It's the EP on a USB card. It's a special edition flip-out card with a leather case. Uh, you get two packs of rolling papers and a T-shirt in your size uh, for forty bucks. It's a pretty sweet deal. Cool. Well, when we uh, last left you guys on uh, the last segment, we were about to talk about um, this Texas police department that lost twenty-five percent of its force in two months. But first, since it is a t- uh, call and talk show, I wanted to uh, bring on Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live, Major. What's on your mind? But. Uh... Um, Captain, okay, so up, up there you got Moose Mart, right? Yep. In another part of the country, they got a chain called Piggly Wiggly. Oh, I remember now, Piggly Wiggly. Grocery store. Just, just by the namesake. I'm going to Moose Mart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, every time I see a Piggly Wiggly in Alabama, I'm just like you. you know. <laughs> Weirdly oh, Joe, enough. I a, Joe, I got an idea how you can get underneath that uh, meter made skin even a little more. Oh, let's hear Remember it. Remember that old song by the Beatles, Lovely Rita, Meter Maid? No. Yeah, you don't know Lovely yeah. Rita, Meter Maid? Punch that up and listen to it. You can put that on your phone, and when you when she st- comes up and start harassing, you just start playing it. Or just sing okay. it to her. Yeah, go listen to it. It's off, um, you know, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's silly and cute, and See, you can sing it to her. I was thinking about doing what like they do in the Gold Coast, Australia, and wear like a really tight... A uh, gold shiny bikini. What? And feed the meters. Have you guys not seen this? It's not a itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow book of that candy. No, bikini? not one of those. What? I don't know what I'm saying. And, wow. it, and this has been going on there for over 50 years. That's how long they have had meters there in the Gold Coast. What's that? I said, you're going to go whole hog and put on like roller skates too and disco around the mirror? I you, could. Yeah, I was thinking can, banana wait, hammock. Wait, you can only go whole hog while at the Piggly Wiggly. Uh, that makes twisted captain logic, I guess. All right, Joey, you you were saying take money and buy tools. Well, I got a a meter story that involves tools. Oh, <laughs> okay, let's oh, hear it. it up. Wait, is it is it an angle grinder? Because we we covered a bit where like uh, the uh, the Blade Runners of London are taking out the uh, spy cameras with angle yeah. grinders in like four seconds. Wow. No, this is this is way before they had cordless tools. This was probably, oh, okay. I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. These guys in New York got a great big pipe cutter, and they were going around just popping the heads off the parking meters. Nice. They were stealing change, you know. I mean, it was criminal, but damn effective for free parking. Yeah. You know, what's funny is uh, a recent sort of similar theft, uh, back in Rhode Island, it's probably like five or six years ago, they were putting in these uh, speed cameras near schools, and uh, they put one in. It looked they were like look like little R two D twos, like robots or something. Hmm. And um, the first uh, the first one got like a spray painted over the over the glass, so it couldn't use a camera. Was it up on the red lights? 
No, it's just ground. like on the sidewalk. Weird. Yeah. And then Never all and then they put this brand new one in near the school and then all of a sudden someone stole it. They forgot to bolt it down on the ground. Wow. They just left it there now on the sidewalk. <laughs> and someone stole it. I would someone love has, to have one of those in my yeah, house. Yeah, in your room. Yeah. That'd some some kid in high school has that sitting in his room and him and his friends sit yeah. there and smoke weed and look at the R2D2. You put a <laughs> you, you put a uh, a meter like in your living room behind your sofa in like one specific spot. And whenever somebody sits there you're like, "Dude, you got to pay the meter, man." Oh, or you just make it watch NASCAR. And it- <laughs> oh, I see. Because it's a speed it just flashes all the time. Oh man! You guys remember about, about a week ago you were doing that story about uh, this homeless camp by the store, and the guy was playing classical music, trying to drive him off, and it was bugging out one of the neighbors. Yeah. Okay, you remember that uh, Texas sheriff? It was punishing the people by making them listen to the the shark song. Baby shark. Oh, yeah. Baby shark. Oh, God. That's terrible, honestly. Yeah, can you imagine 72 hours of baby shark? No. That would drive me the hell out of the home. You know they used that in uh, in Guantanamo. The baby shark song? They used the baby shark song in Guantanamo. Are you joking? No. No. That's crazy, because that seriously would be torture. I worked at Walmart, and we had these little toys we were selling when I worked in the toy section. There were baby sharks, and if you pressed a button, it would play it, and I would get so annoyed, because it seriously gets so stuck in your head. I I like to say that they played a McDonald's birthday song or something like that on them, too. I'm trying to remember. Major Pain, do you remember? uh, They did something similar at Waco when they were bombarding them with audio, and I don't remember the songs they used. Do you remember? No, I do not. Mm. I don't ever heard of that one before. Because I remember learning about what the songs were, and I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> hey, I, since you bring that up, Captain, there's a really good uh, uh, series. It's two seasons long, but it's on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix, and it's the Waco series. They did an excellent job. You really feel for for the... Uh, um, um, uh, I forget what they're called. The Elohim. The- no, no. They're the... I, people always make a joke about it um, with COVID. Um, so there's like, it rhymes with COVID. I don't remember. Oh my God. Why can't I remember it? Anyways. Ian has the worst search engine in the universe on this computer. Do not use Search X. Just do not use it. I'm going to go to Google <laughs> and type in what I just searched on Search X, and it's going to actually pop up. But. Anyways, um, yeah, let's not say the G word though. Okay, it's Branch Davidians. No, yeah. they didn't call themselves that. Oh, who yeah. called them that? The media. The, the yeah, the the feds actually called them the Branch Davidians. Yeah. Oh, I think the press tagged them with that. No, the press didn't do it. The uh, the the FBI did it, and the press just mimicked Are you that. Sure, they didn't call them. They did not call themselves the Vidians. No, they did not. Mm. I um I found it, Captain. The things that they the music that they played included. The sounds of rabbits being killed. That's weird. Warped up music. Nancy Sinatra singing, these boots are made That's for walking. One. That's the one. Can you imagine just Nancy Sinatra's, these boots are made for walking over and over and over? Yeah, it's an annoying song. Over. I mean, I don't know her version specifically, yeah. but that song would just get really old. Tibetan monks chanting and Christmas carols. That would get really old. Telephones ringing. In Reviel, I don't know what that means. Reveille. So, oh. the, the, yeah, oh. that's uh, that's the uh, the horn thing that they play to yeah to wake up yeah. the troops at uh, oh, okay. you know dawn or whatever. I read it wrong. They um so the the thing is they uh, they interpret 
exactly how it went down with the audio in that miniseries, in that TV show. And so you could actually hear what they were hearing. So they actually got the FBI recordings. So you, you'll hear it in the show and how much they tortured not just the adults, but the, these little kids with music and, uh, and sound. It was terrible. Um, was it Seventh-day Adventists? Seventh-day Adventists are... Like a real church? Or normal well, church? Well, uh, they are a church, and they exist still. They are, I believe, a branch of Christianity. Um, and I don't remember what makes them different, what, what the Seventh-day part is. Like, you know, obviously, like... Um, it's Sunday is the seventh day. Uh, you know, they celebrate Advent. I don't know. Mount Carmel. Wow. That's the place. Mount Carmel was what, um, you mean Mount Caramel? Yeah. Just kidding. I'm just arguing with the pronunciation of, it's right next to Mount Nougat. Oh my God. Delicious. (laughs) Did you hang up? They were members of Mount Carmel. Okay. It's weird. You should mention them, uh, putting a tape on of, of killing rabbits. Yeah, that is weird. Well, one time when I was 16, rabbits make some weird noises. I I wounded one, and it ran into a brush pile. And I got up on the brush pile, and I looked down, and I spotted it. So I reached my hand down in an scruff and grabbed him up by the scruff of the neck. And I'll be damned if that little thing didn't start crying just like a baby. Yeah. Yes. Um, It's horrid. It's horrid. I've done it. I've never heard them um, die or anything, but one time I ran inside my house and told my mom, I hear a baby crying outside, and we like looked all around. She was like, "It's not a baby," but she she still came to see what it was, and we never found it. But she kept saying it's probably a rabbit, but it sounded like a baby crying yeah. in our backyard. Wow. I couldn't find it. It's a screeching loud noise. It mm. really is. Well, all them right. dying is probably louder. I found two things, and I have to say it on air because uh, they both involve heavy metal, and it's about uh, sonic violence, right? What we're talking about, the use of uh, music in trying to uh, affect people. Waco was by no means the first instance of musical warfare. A few years before, the U.S. had tried to ferret out opera lover Manuel Noriega from Panama City with a nonstop heavy metal bombardment. Madam uh. Butterfly, La Traviata were no match for Black Sabbath and Judas Priest. The sonic assault was finally halted under pressure from the Vatican. In Guantanamo Bay, Joe, you mentioned this earlier, and other prisons in Afghanistan and Iraq, the British rights group Reprieve has claimed that interrogation techniques have involved the uses of extremely loud music by ACDC and Metallica, as well as theme songs from children's television shows like Barney and Friends. These wow. horrors yeah. were detailed by Andy Worthington in Counterpunch back in December of whatever year this was written in. It's really gross to um, you know, pervert the use of music in that way. Torture people, especially Barney. No, the government has invented what I call the brown note, (laughs) right? So the government has South Park calls the brown note. It's it's exactly what you think it is. What they've done is they've they've figured out that low sonic frequencies at a high enough amplitude. In other words, they got enough power, big enough amplifiers to to make a you you can't hear this sound. Hmm. But what it does is it's such a low frequency that it affects your bowels and makes you lose control of them. What I didn't know that was real. It's something they experimented with. Wait, maybe you told me this before on the air, because all of a sudden I got like deja vu. But I, if you would have asked me if that's real, I would have said no like five minutes ago. Well, there are vibrations out there that help you relax. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe it helps you extra yeah. relax. In the bowel section. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, Major. Um, we went. Uh, we covered a lot of different random topics 
during that call. Um, we also have Tim from Florida on the on the air with us. Tim, what's on your mind? Well, this isn't what I called about, but the, I guess there are vibrations that can actually kill you. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole absolutely. Uh, they call it a pseudoscience, I guess. I, I don't remember what it. Anyway, I actually have one question for each of you. Okay. If you would oblige. Sure. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, me. Okay, Bonnie. How many conjugal visits does Ian get a month? He doesn't get any. You don't get any in um. Uh, not federal. State. Yeah, in states. Thank you. Jail. Okay, well, that, that really takes the fun out of that question. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Captain's next. Captain's next. Captain's next. Go ahead. Captain, have you heard of Queensryche? I have. Of what? Queensryche. What's that? It's a band. Okay. Yeah, you, you asked Bonnie a question. Uh, did you do what they told you to do? And it reminded me of some Queensryche song. Oh. And it starts off that way. They, I only did what they told me to do, told me to do. Told yeah, me. yeah. They told I think that's off of uh, uh, one of their, probably their best album called Operation Mind Crime. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it has that sort of a, it's a, Operation Mind Crime is actually, a, what do they call it, a concept album hmm. where all of the songs tell a story from front to back, kind of like a an audio rock opera. That is cool. And so it is about, uh, you know, some, I it's at least about one person, and I'm trying to remember, it's been so long since I listened to the whole album, but it's about at least one person, if not a couple of different people, and their foray into like uh, the world of spying and the underworld and that kind of stuff. Uh, hence the term Operation Mindcrime. Yeah, I, I think uh, the main character was a drug addict, and basically he was employed to uh, do hit jobs on people. And then he had some sort of girlfriend. Uh, anyway, she got clean by going to the church, and he ended up having to, uh, I think, off both of them. But, but that's, yeah, I think here's a, here's a fun story. fact: you you know then that I probably or you probably know that I lived in Seattle for 22 years and was in heavy metal bands. Queensrÿche was a band. I was not in that band, but they were a band uh, long in before. Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle, uh, they they're you know internationally famous. Uh, and so, um, they sort of lost fame. They had a falling out with their singer, got a different singer, whatever. They became a a lesser known band over time. And, uh, my band was doing our CD release show and the cover of our CD had a picture of a guy with a gas mask with like, uh, mushroom clouds in the eyes in the reflection of the eyes Hmm. with a cityscape behind him. Uh, and it was sort of, uh, uh, an animated cartoon looking thing. I had a friend of mine, Chris do the artwork for us. And one of the guys from Queensryche and their manager were at my CD release show where we unveiled this CD. We made a giant poster of it that was, I don't know, five foot by five foot square, something like that, of the album cover. And so uh, a couple of months go by, maybe three, six months or so, and uh, Queensryche releases an album called Take Cover. You'll never guess what the cover looked like. It wasn't one guy in a face mask with mushroom clouds in it. It was uh, supposedly all four or five members of Queensryche wearing face masks with mushroom clouds in their eyes and a cityscape in the background. Literally, Queensryche stole my album cover. So there you go. We even wrote a song about it called Queensryche Stole Our Album Cover (laughs) and put it on the next CD. Or, yeah, on that CD. So anyway, the next CD. Sorry. Wow. Do you have a question for Joa? 
That's a wild story. Yeah, Joe, uh, you mentioned a button that someone came up and read. It said, state speech is hate speech. If I recall correctly, uh, that's Michael W. Dean's, uh, one of his buttons. And yeah, yeah. Thanks for that's where we got I, it, I, I need think. to order some of those. But actually, my question is, are you Michael W. Dean's illegitimate son, Joe? Because <laughs> you kind of look like him. Really? I don't. I, I don't, don't think remember so. what he looked like. He has like a reddish, brownish hair, maybe. My beard is red. Wait, how when it grows, just, approximately. You don't have to say. If I don't know. To. You just remind me of like the younger Michael okay. W. Dean. The pictures I've seen of him I, when he was younger. I've I've met Michael W. Dean not in person, but over the phone. He had a radio program called the Freedom Fiends yeah, for a long Freedom time. Fiends. I got worms. I yeah worms. I auditioned so for gross. that when I lived in Seattle, and due to technicalities. Uh, you know, I wasn't able to complete said audition. Yeah. Now, that being said, Michael Dean didn't know me at the time. I didn't know him at the time. He was a complete dick to me uh, the entire time. Apparently, that's his shtick, though, right? Yeah, it's like, his shtick. He's, and so yeah. I didn't I didn't get that right at the time. So I was just like, screw you, dude. And so I never, like, did anything more with the show or whatever. And so, but I know what he looks like. And, like, he's probably a little bit older than me even now. And so I could see where this caller is like, yeah, you kind of got like a, you could be his cousin or something, I okay. guess. You well, know? Joe is only 16, and he's already engaged to the meter maid. That's right. Wow. <laughs> well, disengage and get back to doing radio. I'm making her a coin ring. Oh. <laughs> and, no, but uh, I appreciate that. And it's funny you bring him up. Um, I um, I discovered his Biptunia uh, show and... Oh, the Bipcot license was yeah, the greatest the thing. Yeah. And so I uh, I inquired into him and he sent me a care package of all these buttons and stickers and I stuck them everywhere and I gave away the buttons. Oh, nice. So, so that is where your button came from? Yeah. Because I've seen that. Well, that's a sticker on top of a button that I don't like anymore. Nice. Oh, okay. Well, call in about whatever you like. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Free Talk Live. And I use the downsizedc.org yeah. uh, system for responding to my Congress critters and talking to, right. the, to the thieves and liars and despots in, in Washington, D.C. And in these letters, they outline the issue for me. And then they flush it down the toilet. And it's so demeaning. Yeah. They just don't care what I think. I can tell them, you know, like... He'll oh, pretend like he cares if he's trying to get elected. They only care what you think if you're giving them a check with, you know, five digits on mm. it. Then you might be able to get them to do something. Yeah. But that's just one senator among the 535 <laughs> disgusting, dishonorable thieves. What's a guy to do? These lobbying groups, they run Washington. Washington has been taken over. It does not belong to the American people. It doesn't do anything for the American people. It is a bad, bad place. Free Talk Live, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. From Feature Story News in San Francisco, I'm Ira Spitzer. Israel's defense chief has admitted there were security failures in the military response to Saturday's attack by the militant group Hamas, which controls the Gaza Strip. His comments came as the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, visited Israel, where he promised continued American support for the country. FSN's Ross Cullen in Tel Aviv says the safety of more than 100 hostages is also unknown, while the bombing of Gaza by Israel continues. The well-being, the whereabouts of the hostages inside Gaza, uh, Israelis, non-Israelis, women, children and members of uh, Israel's armed forces as well, all 
being held captive uh, inside the Gaza Strip. Israel also saying on Thursday it has dropped some 6,000 bombs on the Palestinian territory since the attacks by Hamas in retaliation. And there are growing concerns uh, over the rising number of people who've died, uh, more than 1,300 in Israel, more than 1,300 in Gaza. There are growing concerns for the humanitarian situation in Gaza, with the United Nations saying conditions are dire with food and water running out. The Biden administration is refreezing $6 billion of Iranian assets amid Tehran's continued support of Hamas in the wake of the terrorist group's attack on Israel. The U.S. president was under pressure to halt the money that was part of the deal to free five U.S. prisoners. It comes as the death toll of Americans killed in Israel increased to 27. FSN's Nick Harper has more from Washington. Following Hamas's attack on Saturday, U.S. President Joe Biden has been pushed by both Republicans and Democrats to stop the recently unfrozen $6 billion of Iranian funds. It was earmarked to only be used for humanitarian purposes. But with Tehran's support of Hamas, the backlash directed at Biden has intensified, even though the White House says it has seen no evidence Iran directly assisted with the weekend's assault. The money had been moved to banks in Qatar, which would have allowed Iran to access the money. It's unclear now if the refreezing of the funds will be permanent or only temporary. I'm Nick Harper in Washington. U.S. stocks lost ground Thursday after fresh data revealed that inflation remains stubbornly high. September's consumer price index figures were largely in line with analyst expectations and has left analysts wondering how the Federal Reserve will respond. FSN's William Denzelow reports from New York. Analysts are now pricing in a roughly 30% chance the central bank will hike rates again in December in a bid to further tame inflation. At the close of trading Thursday, the Dow slid half percent, while the S&P and Nasdaq both dropped 0.6%. From Bureaus Worldwide. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. to free talk live it's talk radio that you control 603-283-6160 if you want to get in on this last segment with us 603-283-6160 bring up whatever's on your mind um there are no taboo topics i wanted to thank flipstarter.me he's a platinum level amplifier how much is that i think 25 or more a month yeah nice sure Um, is so thank you so much um, flipstarter.me for being an amplifier. What does that mean? It's somebody who helps amplify, market, and promote and um, support, support uh, the show. And you can do that at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. So thank you, flipstarter.me. All right, uh, just to clarify, uh, and this is from Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. The brown note. 
the brownout, also sometimes called the brown frequency or brown noise, is a hypothetical infrasonic frequency capable of causing fecal incontinence by creating acoustic resonance in the human bowel. Can you do it on a recorder? Uh no, uh, you need large <laughs> amplification and large speakers. Frequencies supposedly involved are between 5 and 9 hertz, which are below the lower frequency limit of human hearing. High-powered sound waves below 20 hertz are felt in the body and not heard by the ear as no sound. So there you go. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I'm sure the, um, very the listeners have been, you know, they'll, they'll be able to go far with that knowledge and do important things like dude i was listening to the radio and they're talking about the brown note man i'm gonna try to do it on my recorder just make sure you do it responsibly and you know sit on the toilet first (laughs) (laughs) do it responsibly (laughs) or wear a diaper or something ew (laughs) well moving on we're going to this article from abc13.com Patton village police department Loses 25% of its officers for misconduct, including a sergeant arrested for DWI. Montgomery County, Texas, which I didn't know there's a Montgomery County, Texas. I know there's a Montgomery County, Tennessee, and a Montgomery, Alabama. That's a city, though, not a Yeah, but that's not the county. Montgomery, Alabama. The Patton Village Police Department has had 25% of its force gone in the past two months. ABC 13 learned the information after the arrest of a Patton village police sergeant over the weekend eyewitness news which is also abc 13 kind of weird learned sergeant christopher bush is the third officer to lose his job at this small department in the last two months oh so three is 25 percent. so captain was correct no when you're asking like is that like is it like a department of four and one guy yeah you know yeah Yeah, i don't think the news made this sort of like a Sensational. A sensational headline. Clickbait. That's what they do. All of the now former officers were accused of some kind of improper behavior. And that's what interested me because, you know, people seem to think like, oh, cops are like the best of the best among us. They're just like the Eagle Scouts. They want to help people and then they go become cops. No, no, they become the, the worst of the worst when they put the uniform on because the uniform makes them morally obtuse. Yep. Yeah. It's it. Yeah, they're purposely uh, playing an ignorant role. That way, you know, if they mess up, they pretend they didn't know. So it's their defense to be stupid and lie until it's necessary for them to reveal something just for their own favor. It's the dumbest game. That's why when people come to the United States, they think we're really dumb because they see the police acting dumb. That's just my opinion. There's so many like TV shows that throughout the years, like decades, portray police as like the dumbest of the dumb. Like everybody's like, you know, like I I think of um, the naked gun guy. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Uh, Everybody's getting one over on him and he doesn't even notice. He's so dumb. Los Angeles police, like they just came out again recently saying uh, that... They don't want to hire higher IQ. Wow. Why do they admit that? Oh, yeah. 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 They've admitted that. They're like, yeah. yeah, we actually look for people who are mid to low. Yeah. So because that, that way they can't. Well, orders. if they were smart, they'd probably rise up the ranks and then take over and make things right. That's what I think is going on. Because they know that the if you're if you're too smart, you stop figuring out that they're corrupt. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you realize how stupid you were to become a cop. That's, yeah. 
What's really going on I feel like on it's there? probably a really freaking sad situation for those people who truly, maybe they're not the smartest, but, that, you know, maybe they were, like, growing up bullied or had bad things happen to them. And then as they were growing up, they decided, I know what I'll do. I'll become a police officer and help people. Then they join, and then they realize it's all a charade. It's, that was never what this is about. Like, people are, you know... The higher ranking officers are using them to do dirty work and like keep telling them like keep your mouth shut about this by the way boy just so you know you know intimidating them mm-hmm. it yeah. must be really sad. It, I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, Training Day with Denzel Washington mm-hmm. and um, I forget the other guy's name, no. but um, it it's basically Denzel just takes on this new guy and you know shows him how it really is to be a cop and like. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wear uniform, just is rough and tough with everyone. Like literally, like you know, will beat people up for information, and that's like that was like hyperbole of what's actually going on. These guys are a little bit more sneakier about. It. I mean, it was hmm. also a movie, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's really showing their attitude, and it's not uncommon to see this is actually happening everywhere, every day. Yes. Yeah, everybody seems to think their police department, like, oh, yeah, where I'm from, my my town in small town, wherever, it has really p- corrupt police. Like, you wouldn't believe it. But it's actually just, that's it's how it is everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. I've ha- heard so many people say that. I've, like, lived in lots of different states, and there's so many people that will be like, yeah, I'm from blah, blah, blah town, like, an hour away, and the most corrupt cops are there. Yeah, I heard that in uh, Seattle for the 22 years that I was there. Uh, I heard it about Milwaukee when I grew up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I heard it in Minneapolis when I lived there, right? Like, oh, the Minneapolis, everybody, wherever you go. Yeah, we're the, it's the most corrupt police system. I would say Minneapolis it. is pretty bad, but... It is, but like, and they all are, yeah. but like, they're not all the worst. They're all just as bad as each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, moving on, it says, um, Patton Village is a small community of just 1,600 people in Montgomery County. The police department is the heart of the town. It's weird. This week, it's making headlines after Bush was arrested and charged for DWI, driving while intoxicated. All, all you can do is hold your phone to your ear and just kind of put your face into the pillow and, oh God, what now? It was heart-wrenching, Patton Village Police Chief Chris Hernandez said. What a freaking um, dramatic <laughs> that's, quote. That's all you can do? Police chief? That's all you can do is put your face into a pillow and cry about it? Like, you're the police chief. You'd think you could do more about it, right? <laughs> kind of a strange quote. Not really high IQs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we go. I just cry about it. That's all I can do. That's all I can do is just cry about it in my pillow. In <laughs> my pillow. Okay. Is it a my pillow, my pillow? Oh, my God. Hopefully not. They're too good for them. It is my pillow. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Hernandez confirmed that Bush resigned from his role at the police department on Tuesday morning. But now some are wondering why he was hired onto the force to begin with in 2019, one year after he was fired from his role as a firefighter in Bel Air and Westfield for making a social media post suggesting migrants should be hunted at the southern border. Wow. Hunted. Wow. Migrants should be hunted. Are they gonna? Oh, they're gonna make you buy a license. You, you know that's gonna happen, right? It's it's not deer season. It's not rabbit season. It's not duck season. It's human season. Yeah. And they're gonna make you buy a license to hunt the migrants at the border. They they get oh, there oh, I, I, I want my license. I want it to be number zero zero seven. Oh the my license God. to kill. 
Jesus. This is all <laughs> terrible. No, Jesus's number would be 666. <laughs> nope. Sorry. 777. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's terrible. Um, this is terrible. <laughs> he got we're terrible. Just fired from his uh, role show. as a firefighter, but he just gets you know. Oh, that's fine. You can work for the cops. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they justify these things at all. I me neither. I I didn't read this whole article before uh, bringing it onto the show tonight, but when I saw that there was like multiple cops that got arrested for misconduct, I knew there'd be interesting, terrible things in there mm. that they got. This one got fi- didn't get fired for that on um, didn't as a cop. Didn't get fired for that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, he got the fired cop as a that arrested me, he didn't get fired for DUI. Hmm. What happened to him? Did he just get moved to a different department? Probably. No, he stayed a sheriff. Whoa. That's crazy. You remember this guy? He's the one that said, I gave him, uh, we had a brief standoff because I had my firearm. Wait, wait, and, wait sorry. Which And, and we uh, had negotiations. Cop? Is this Bullock? I mean, which... Uh, Sorry, which case was this? When I got arrested on my birthday. Oh. Okay, I, I don't remember the trial. Also. And I had a parking ticket trial that same day. Yeah. Did that ring a bell? No. Yeah, no, I remember you getting arrested on your birthday. But yeah. for some reason, I, I don't know if I went to that trial. Maybe only Ian went. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. It's just not ringing a bell right now. But, um. Ding. Yeah, cops will pull people over and they, you know, they can't see the irony at all. Like, that they can, they'll do things and not even face repercussions, but they're going to pull you over for silly things or parking tickets or whatever. Mm. What did he pull? He, what did he um, say he was pulling you over for? Well, they said I was driving with a suspended license, oh, but yeah. that charge was dropped in court. So all the other charges shouldn't have stuck. Right. Like, that's what I hate. Oh, it's so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, whenever you get pulled over or I mean arrested for something and then they add extra charges on, but then the original thing they kidnapped you for Ends up getting dropped. Everything should get dropped. So I don't understand how you get charged with driving with suspended license and driving with an invalid license. Yeah. What's the difference? How do you get arrested for resisting arrest when the only charge against you is resisting arrest? Exactly. Yeah. Actually, that is that, that's what I'm, that's actually really interesting you bring that up because I think if that's the only thing you're being charged with, they should really study the, the case because... You don't have any other, other original charge. And if anything, you have absolute right to resist. And An you're allowed to use arrest. lethal force right. if you're being arrested wrongfully. And let's talk about what, what resisting arrest is. It's human nature. Yeah. Right? What That's is right. arrest? Kidnapping. Right. Absolutely. Right? And it is human nature to resist being kidnapped by other people. Yes. So, like, and I'm talking about actual federal law. We're, we're, you resist, have the right to we're arresting yourself. you for feeling how a human should feel when they're being kidnapped. There yes. is a person I know that um, was getting arrested, and he is a traumatized PTSD um, having Marine vet. Mm-hmm. And he his response to being grabbed for nothing was to knock the guy down, yep. and he broke his sunglasses. So, well, you know, he's getting charged with something bad about that. I don't know exactly what. Um, mm. But you know they they don't take kindly to you breaking their you know sunglasses. Yeah. You broke my fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have reactions like that from time to time. Uh, I was hanging out with just a bunch of friends of mine. We were drinking and playing cards and having a good time or whatever. And uh, uh, my friend at the time, Robert, he thought it would be funny to reach over to my plate and grab like some French fries off of my plate or something. Hmm. And I just came down with a fist and you know Whoa. on his hand. And I'm like, dude. 
This is something you don't do. Right. You don't reach over to another man's plate and grab right. his food. Yeah. No, I've never been in prison, but you know, you should know this just as a man existing in today's society at I think he was thirty five years of age at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, at thirty five years of age, this these are things you should be overdoing. Right. It's like trying right? it's like you wouldn't get mad at someone, or you shouldn't get mad at someone if uh, you do that thing where you try to scare them. Like you come around the corner and they punch you. Right. You yeah. really shouldn't. Yeah. Well, mad and at and like that. and this happened to me. The only time I've ever hit a woman. Hmm. Right. Like, oh gosh, captain's a domestic Uh-oh. violence guy. Right. Um, go, gotta go. It was. A cop. It was. It was Halloween, and I was trying to finish decorating the house for the Halloween. Right. We're having some people come over or whatever, and my girlfriend came home and snuck into the house because it was Halloween, and she had her costume on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Scary and she, one. And she, and she snuck up like I didn't know she was there or whatever. Scared the. The uh, Jesus out of me. Sorry, that's not the word I wanted to use. How would and I just I swung around with an elbow because I didn't know who oh. it was. Oh, right, and no. I didn't clock her in the face or anything, but like I hit her in like the midsection or whatever, and she had a bruise for a couple of days or something Whoa. like that. But I was like, oh my god, you scared the mm out of me. You know what I mean? And she's like, I'm so sorry. I just I thought it'd be funny for Halloween so or whatever. It scared the crap out of you when you saw it. Was it intending to be a sexy costume? Or actually intended no, to be no, no. It was costume. the it was the person behind me inside the house that I didn't know was in the house. Okay. Yeah. So I immediately go into self defense mode, right? right? And and she came up behind me and like sort of grabbed my waist, hmm. right? So now I'm being assaulted too, right? You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. I just turn around with an elbow, right? You know, just being short and uh, living with men. I have been elbowed in the face so many times just because I like come up like I'm about to say like, hey, or, or whatever, but not on, not in a like they get scared kind of way. They just don't see me there kind of way. And, I, and I'm also just really uh, quiet when I walk. I walk on my tippy toes a little. You might get a kick out of this. Uh, uh, I you might get a kick or elbow uh, to the face. Well, you might get. Well, let me just tell you the story and you'll figure out what you get. Um, so uh, uh, recently I've lost some weight, some fat, right? Not a lot, but like enough for my belt, the, the end of it to get longer, right? Yeah. You know, normally it tucks into the belt loops or it's got one of those like loop, extra loop things to sort of keep it snug to your waist or whatever. Well, that didn't happen one day. And so like this long end of my belt is just sort of sticking out the side of my pants, right? Like a dog with an annoying tail hits you with. Right. And <laughs> I'm in line at like the bank, right? And like I'm on my phone. I'm not paying attention. There's a lady with like a, a young boy behind me. And I turn around and like poke him in the face oh. with just the end of the belt that's, you know, it's like a foot that sticking sucks. out of the belt or whatever. And he's like, hey, man. And I'm like, oh, sorry, dude. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't get a kick out of it. I know what it's like to be short. But you get a belt out of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> moving on to the phones because it is an open phones talk show. We have David in New Mexico. I mean, Dr. Butt. Doctor, but Wait, he's you're a on Free Talk now? Live. So, okay, whatever, it's fine. I think so. Doctor, but is he, do you have him on? Yo, Doc. Huh? It doesn't seem like he's there. Um, huh, I'm gonna weird. put him on hold. Maybe he's maybe. Um, nah, hang up on him. He'll call back. Yeah, I'll, I'll hang up and call us back, call David, back David, if you're David. still there. Uh, we didn't hear you. You only got a couple minutes though. Yep. Is a butt doctor? I don't. Uh, he was calling himself Major Pain in the butt. Oh. Because of um. <laughs> Major Payne, our other caller, and Ian started saying, okay, Mr. Butt. And he's like, don't call me Mr. Butt. And I was like, Dr. Butt? And then it just The next time he calls, he'd be like, and now here's our favorite New Mexican proctologist. <laughs> Ian would always just start calling him Dr. Butt. Like, he answered the phone us. And we have Dr. Butt on in New Mexico for, like, a while. I changed it to David. I, I, changed I, that. I call right. my friend Dr. Oscopy because his first name is Colin. <laughs> 
Good wow. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do stuff like that with my friend Russell. It's anything with Russ. Danger, Russ. Cantanker, Russ. Right? You know, any word no, with Russ in it. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I don't fine. know what that means. All right. Russ? Yeah, yeah like Russell? Rusty. My dad's name oh. is Rusty. Yeah, Russ is short for Russell or Rusty. Okay, but right? I don't understand. But danger, danger, Russ. Russ. Oh. Right? Danger, Cantanker, Russ. I was oblivious. Oh no, 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 no. It's got to have work. It doesn't uh, work. Uh, <laughs> Carnivorous. Yes. Right? That's uh, when he's eating a steak, right? Carnivorous. Um, <laughs> makes him sound like a dinosaur. When he, when he makes you mad, you want to be murderous. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyways, let's go back to this story from ABC13.com. Um, there was that weird quote from the, the other cop saying, like, that he was so sad, all he could do was cry in his pillow. It's a little weird. <laughs> Hernandez confirmed that Bush resigned from his role at the police department on Tuesday morning. Bush is the one that got um, arrested and charged with DWI. I'm sorry. I just have to stop you there. I have a dream that one day all police chiefs will cry into their pillow. <laughs> and um, yeah, resign sight. from their roles. <laughs> yes. All right, um, but now some are wondering why he was hired onto the force to begin with after he, oh, I already said this, that he made a post on social media suggesting migrants should be hunted at the southern border. Quote, people are saying, oh. Shh, be very, very quiet. Oh be hunting migrants. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, no. That he, fud. No, 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 <laughs> no. It says, people are saying, oh, they must have thought it was a joke. Why didn't they do a background check? Well, the previous administration knew about it when they hired him in April 2019, Hernandez said. The latest arrest is only one layer. 13 investigates. Uh, why do they have three different names? That's uh, ABC 13. <laughs> found two other officers were let go at this 13-person apartment in the last two months. The chief told Eyewitness News one was a warrant sergeant let go after being accused of an administrative conduct issue. According to officials, the now former sergeant was the longest tenured employee of the city. We can only give them the tools. They have to use them. We don't tolerate that in the aspect that they're no longer part of the city. It sounds so stupid when they say, we don't tolerate bad behavior. Like It's we, just because you got caught. We only give them the tools. We can't enforce anything. Yeah, they keep acting so help, helpless, too. It's yeah. Like, what do we uh, pay for you to do then? 13 investigates found the other officer was let go in August. Harris County court records show former Patton Village officer Carlos Molina Torres is accused of impersonating a Harris County Sheriff's Office deputy while giving an eviction notice in 2022, among other charges. That's not, wow. I mean, that's pretty weird. Not really that bad. Not as bad as saying that, um, you know, we should kill Mexicans or whatever. Hunt them. He says, just because an individual makes a mistake and they're an officer doesn't mean every single one of us is like that. Hernandez, the crybaby baby one, said. I'm not really sure why they interviewed that guy. <laughs> Wait a minute. I want to go back to this hunting of the migrants. So what do you do? Do you have to go out and buy like pre-canned and, uh, you know, pre-bottled uh, urine uh, to Ew. attract the Mexicans no, no, you just, to the you hunting just, ground? You use hot sauce. Oh, I see. <laughs> These are terrible jokes. This guy should... This guy should be, you know, shunned from all people Society. in the city yeah, for absolutely. this. Yeah, like, no. This guy is a piece of crap human. I mean, he just he wants to be a parasite only, can't get a real job, and he thinks that people who are leaving their country is to find a better life in a place where they think that you get paid for as good as you do, you know? 
uh, you know, they, they think that you can, the people in society who do the best are because they worked really hard to get there. And yeah, it, it's ironic though. Him. I wish they were educated before they came here because look how the cops treat you. Do you think they, um, uh, they get that like Australian, that outback guy, like, I always say the migrants crossing over the border. I don't know. No, I don't think so. It is treating them like animals. It is. It's absolutely is. Yeah, Yeah, you should never do that to humans. Humans should not treat humans as animals. And, uh, you know, screw your war. There is a um, lady who used to work for Tim Pool. What the heck is her name? I I don't remember right now. I don't really care. And she's really ugly and really stupid. And um, (laughs) she posted um, that there should be automatic torrents or what's the word? Uh, Those guns that will shoot. And they're like turrets, tur- turrets, turrets. turrets. Um, well, anyway, she said that those should be at the border and just automatically fire like That's using crazy. AI. It's crazy. Empire right. music. Right. right. Yeah. She said that on Twitter. Like, seriously, um, I would be uh, like, I can't even believe I imagine being that brazen to talk about people like that. You know, it would, and just think you're not. Here's an idea. For it's like, yeah. You're I right. think what they should do, uh, if they really cared about like trying to prevent people from crossing the border, they literally, this is how you do it. You have like lock boxes. So if the, the immigrants cross the border and they go like, say, I don't know, a football field away, they can still see the lock boxes that's behind them, right? But the lock box unlocks and there's food and water in it. But if they keep going, it locks back up. And they have to keep going. You know what I'm saying? So they, they're trying to get them to go back the like other way. Like a proximity way. detector or something? Yeah. And then they then they pass another lockbox, but it's not lo- it's locked. And then they, they go like a football field away, and then it, beep, unlocks. Well, here's so the they're way. trying to get them back the other direction, is what I'm trying Here to say. Because they really need food and water at this point if they've crossed this far. Here is the best way, in my opinion, to prevent people from illegally crossing any border on planet Earth. Get rid of the border. Don't have them. I right. agree. I agree. I, uh, I don't really... I'm trying to find a peaceful solution to what the tyranny is, but... It... I don't know. I don't want to give them any ideas. Like, Don't have borders. Why? I want them to come here. I want uh, immigrants to come sure, here because sure. I like, you know, the economy doing better and people suffering less. I understand. No, and I, I totally like hard agree. workers. People who are motivated, like people from poverty, people who have like no other recourse in life, they're like, well, I'm all out of options. Guess I'll try and cross the border as dangerous as it is, right? right. Like these are motivated people, yeah. highly motivated they people. They know that they can make like at yeah. least this much uh, money. Uh, uh, they will. seem to think that like people from, you know, South America and Mexico are coming here to sit on their couch and watch TV and eat Cheetos and be on welfare like, you know, Sarah. It's a Schrodinger's Schrodinger's immigrant simultaneously uh, too lazy to work but also stealing your job. Yeah. Well, this yeah. has been uh, Free Talk Live. Thanks for listening to us. It was kind of a silly but fun show tonight. Um, we'll be back every day of the week, so see us here 7 to 10 Eastern. Peace. Hey, you are going to love the movie Victimless Crime Spree. It's hilarious heartwarming, and carries a ton of inspiring freedom messages. Feeling down about the lack of liberty in your life? You need to put on this film with some friends and have a good laugh. It's a true story about me and my friends in New Hampshire living free, singing, dancing, and getting arrested. Of course, it's all on video, and the bad guys, the cops, judges, bailiffs, and sheriffs, they all play their part like it's out of a movie or something. 
You would think we scripted the whole thing, but it's real life. Go ahead and have a watch, and if it's been a while, have another look.